What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 20 and 24. And the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock this morning, talking plenty of sports, life, and everything in between. We have ourselves a new college football national champion. We'll talk about the game last night and debate if Texas could have given Michigan a better game than Washington. Plus, another Longhorn announced yesterday that he is headed to the NFL and more reports indicating that a different Longhorn is also about to make his announcement that he will head to the NFL. What do those departures mean for the future of Texas football? We'll talk some Texas hoops. The Longhorns back in action tonight. The first Big 12 road game of the season for Rodney Terry's bunch. Can Texas bounce back after their disappointing performance on Saturday? We've got some 2025 national title odds in college football to get into. Plenty of fun along the way we'll talk some nfl playoffs as well we've got a lot going on in the world of sports this morning what's going on buck it is a wonderful morning here in dripping springs texas usa america and it is sun is shining but the weather is going to start getting a little bit cooler here over the next couple of days but we'll make it into you know monday is supposed to be cold sunday night maybe a little bit colder but we're talking about 30s now we're not talking about 45, 50 degrees. We're talking about some nighttime lows that are going to get down there next week. So it's early in this week. We should be okay for the next couple of days. So start getting preparations ready because it's there's like three, there's three days in a row. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful day if you like wind. I mean, it's cold yeah, oh. and windy out there, and this is not a good day for allergy sufferers no. because that cedar is just getting tossed Surrender. around. Like the French. <laughs> you're, you're waving the white Kleenex. I mean, oh yeah, it's it's whatever's out there is in the house now. It's moved its way through here. I opened up a couple doors to to feed the dogs and stuff. That's all I needed, man. It hit me right in the face. There's something out there, uh, probably cedar still hanging around here. Always, yeah. It never my, goes away. Looking at my trusty weather app, which is the iPhone weather app, which is actually the least trusty weather app of all time. I'm seeing 41 degrees right now, but it feels like 33 because oh, yeah, of how it does. windy it, does. it is out there. And you've got some lows in the 30s tonight and tomorrow. But yeah, next week, there's actually yeah. a chance of snow on Monday. Now, I'll believe that when I see it, but uh, temperatures are likely to dip below freezing at some point early next week. So brace yourself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is that not why the, we live in Texas. Yeah, that hurts the golf game an awful lot. I don't do I'm I'm trying to get to the point of 60 and above to play golf. Anything in the 50s, that's a that's kind of a no-go. Too many other days so you can play golf to be out there at 57, 58 degrees and windy. No. Thursday is your day. I know. No can do. Got some doctor's appointments. Got to see the doc. Mm. What about Wednesday? The highest 65 tomorrow. Oh, that's a beauty. Come on. Get that out there. Texas cheaters are going to fish camp. They're going to sleep camp. Oh, wow. Boy, Nothing like weather. that sleep camp. Oh, hit that 65. Down the coast, isn't it always warmer down there? Is that, or is that just a thing? Or is it? can it be just as freaking cold down there than it is up here? Because every time, every time they go to fish camp and they say, oh, it's, it'll be warmer down there. 
Is it really warmer down there? Usually. It is? But it can still get cold. Oof. I've never been down there when it's real, real cold. Now, I've been there when it's stinking hot. Uh, but coming off that water, if it's cold, it's got to be, oh, to my bone chilling. Wow. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that. Not at all. Sure. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. It is appreciated. And do be safe out there. Yes, indeed. Speaking of cheaters, uh, congrats to the new national champions of college football. Hey! And I'd like to congratulate you, Buck, because before this season started, you oh, went out. that's right. You went out on a limb. And this was one of the flimsiest limbs of all time. I mean, I'm surprised this limb didn't completely collapse as soon as you stepped foot on it. But you took a massive risk, and you made an incredibly bold statement. Yes. Calling Michigan your sleeper team. How about that sleeper? In college football in 2023. Uh, A Michigan team that came into the year ranked number two in the country. Yes. You, you said that they were a sleeper, a team to watch, a team that not enough people were talking about. Not enough people were talking about. There wasn't enough news on this team. There were not enough eyes on this defense. And what do they do? 15 straight football wins. How about that? And a natty. Yep. Very even deserving though, of the national championship. Even though they were the number two team in the country, they were your sleeper this but year. They weren't number one. They were not number one. No. 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 The two-time defending champion, Georgia, started the year at number one. But Michigan, the team that started the year number two, finishes the year number one. And they ran away from Washington in the national championship last night. 34-13, to 13, the final score. Scoreboard maybe a little bit deceiving. This game was 20-13 to 13 at the start of the fourth quarter. But Michigan was able to run away, literally from Washington. How about 303 rushing yards from the Wolverines last night? That's a national title game record. Blake Corum went over 100 yards. Donovan Edward went, uh, Edwards went over 100 yards. Those guys combined for four rushing scores for Michigan. 38 carries, 303 rushing yards. The Wolverines averaged eight yards a clip last night, and that was the difference in the ball game. Washington's defense had no answers. And for the first time since 1997, Buck, it's been a while. The Michigan Wolverines are college football champions. Yeah, they never gave up on the run. They continued to run the ball from the get-go, even into the fourth quarter. You know, even when they got stuffed a few times, Washington kind of stopped them a little bit, at least some. And, uh, of course, uh, McCarthy did do – I mean, and he threw some nice passes. He threw some legitimate balls on third down and that got them out of trouble and kept drives alive so they could just run more clock, and they did. They ran clock, and – but they never gave up on their run game. They, they just, they'll run it for two yards and they'll still pound to the next down. They just, they just keep, they keep you, they, they keep you honest on that defensive line for Washington. And on the other side, Washington couldn't run it a lick. The linebackers from Michigan never had to get close to the line of scrimmage. The kid that played against Texas was still banged up in the game. Then he hurt his ankle. I saw where the, where the big tubby landed on his ankle. That didn't help for sure. And so he was just as banged up as could be. So Michigan's linebackers could just drop in coverage. And hell, Michael Penix Jr. wasn't hitting guys that were wide open when they were wide open. So um, it, it just it was a tough night for Washington. I mean, it, I guess the game was close. It never seemed close to me. I, I never thought that Michigan, 
I thought Michigan just could saddle up their run game if they really wanted to. They never really tried. They never motioned to a lot of exotic things after the after halftime. They just lined up and said, "Okay, here we come. We're going to come downhill on 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 the Washington defenders." I thought Washington did a decent job in in the third and fourth quarter against the run, but that's when JJ started to throw the ball down the field a little bit. Yeah, I mean JJ McCarthy only threw for 140 yards. Yeah. He was 10 of 18 for a buck 40. He didn't play bad. He had a huge run, right? There was a big third down. Oh, yeah. There was a one-score game in the second half. It was a third and long. If Washington gets off the field, they're going to get the ball back with pretty good field position with the chance to tie it. And JJ McCarthy with his legs was able to run it for I don't know 14, 15 yards, whatever it was. Maybe it was even more than that. Uh, and that was huge. But, yeah, I mean, Michigan didn't need a lot from its passing game, and that's kind of been their M.O. all season, especially in the second half in the bigger games that the Wolverines played. J.J. McCarthy didn't put up great numbers because he didn't have to. They were able to run the ball consistently against the best teams on their schedule, and obviously in the national championship against the number two team in the country, they were able to do that for all four yeah. quarters. Washington was staggered early. Those Those big runs, one was well blocked. There were massive holes for a couple. I mean, one, the guy made the guy miss in the backfield. And from that point on, it was he, they're just too fast. They're running yeah. backs. They, I mean, even the guys with angles didn't have angles. Those guys were out the gate and gone. And a, and a couple of those runs were so well blocked. I mean, Michigan got up on the linebackers of Washington. They couldn't get off those guards. And that was that was it. I mean, and that, but but they staggered them early. They never overcame that. That those punch, those early, those early round punches hurt a lot. That was hard to come back from. It really was, especially when you got no run game going. I, I was waiting. Where's the Michael Penix counterplay that he ran against Texas? Yeah, they didn't want to run that quarterback against that defense because it, they didn't want to get him hurt. And those guys were out for blood on defense. Yeah, I mean, they, they they hit hard, and they have a lot of guys at the at the point of attack too. And guys are coming late, and they you talking about playing to the echo or the whistle. As you're going down, I mean, Michigan guys are sticking that helmet in your chest and your back of your neck, your shoulder pads. They hit hard. They gather around the football. They do a good job of that. Yeah, two big differences in last night's game versus last Monday night's game. Uh, Michigan's defense a lot better than what Texas did. I mean, Michigan yes. held Washington to one touchdown last night, and they were able to get pretty consistent pressure on Michael Penix Jr. Now they only they sacked him. Pressure him. They sacked his ass. Well, they only sacked him once. But yeah, they hit him a few times. Too. Right, yeah, they hit him a few times, and he was clearly banged up, especially in that fourth quarter. He was grabbing for, like, 14 different parts of his bodies because he was in some pain. And, yeah, Washington's offense had to be pretty one-dimensional last night because they could not run the football a lick. Uh, that was obviously a difference in the game. And, like, if you're a Texas fan, you're frustrated watching that for a number of different reasons. But I think the thing that pissed me off the most was watching Michael Penix Jr., miss wide open receivers now Michigan secondary is a lot better than Texas's we would have told you that before the playoff even started right we didn't need to watch the last two weeks of games to know that but even when Michael Penix Jr. had some open receivers down the field he missed them like he didn't miss once last week and he yeah missed they, blew, they blew two coverages last night on on a, on a twins formation and the guy was just I don't know how you let that particular guy be the guy who's wide open. And they didn't see him. And they, he, he just missed him. He overthrew him. He underthrew one. I'm like, dude, you guys. And, and that was just, and it was straight out missed coverage. You know, guys, the communications was just bad. And when they didn't communicate, they had guys wide open. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, we watched, hell, I saw it in person. Michael Penix Jr. was finding guys and putting balls into windows as small as a golf hole last week. I mean, he was throwing darts to his receivers. And even when Texas did have good coverage, wasn't often, but even when Texas did have good coverage at the Sugar Bowl, Michael Penix Jr. was still dropping those throws in buckets, and he was completing just about everything. And then last night, just to watch him miss wide-open guys, it's like, why, why couldn't that happen once last week? That was the most frustrating part of the game, I think, for Texas fans. Just look, credit Michigan's defense. Once again, they, they got into Michael Penix Jr.'s head. They hit him a couple of times. They rattled him. That obviously made a difference, but it was stunning to watch a guy who made some of the best throws I've ever seen from a college football quarterback just a week ago miss some easy, I easy threw for throws. 420 yards. 430. Wow. You're shorting him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it, – it's. I mean, and those guys in the secondaries – the one-on-ones, they let them battle last night. The officials did a good job. They had one pass interference, but they they let those guys hand check and grab and do a bunch of things last night that you don't see a lot of. I guess they just said, hey, national championship game, you get free. We're not going to be calling a bunch of holdings. You gotta, We're going to let you guys just hand fight a little bit. And they did last night. They let them go. They let them battle. And, and Michigan's secondary is really good. That one kid, Johnson, is, is good. He got beat a couple times. But he was grabbing and holding, and they just said, okay, let's go, play. Yeah, five penalties called on each team last night. There were ten penalties called on Texas in the game last Monday. And you're right, yeah, on both sides, it looked like the refs were letting them get away with uh, some P.I. with a couple of holds. They just had like- they, 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 they just had the – they called the illegal procedures, the silly penalties when it was mm-hmm. just – it was easy. But they the ones the the the, the – the pass interference ones, offense or defense, they were saying, nope, you go fight tonight. It's going to be a battle for this championship. Yeah. And Michigan's Michigan's corners just they, – they, they, they did pretty good in the battle. Now, they were holding, too. They were grabbing guys. I mean, and they just I, – I don't mind letting them play. I mean, there, right. there, there wasn't real obvious, like, he yanked them down. But they had, they had a grip of some cloth last night. They did. They did. And, look, I, I said this after the Sugar Bowl, like – I'll say it again after last night. The better team won. Like Washington was oh, yeah. better than Texas last Monday. They earned the victory in New Orleans. Michigan was better than Washington last night. They earned the victory in Houston. Were there some questionable calls or no calls made against the winning team? Yes, absolutely. But um, the, the better team, I think, won last night. The better team won last week. I just I wonder what a Texas-Michigan game would have looked like, Buck, because, look, Michigan's a great team. They were number one for a lot of the year. Uh, obviously, they went 15-0. and 0. They earned the national championship. But I do know one thing. Michigan would not have been able to run it for 300 yards against this Texas defense. I would have loved to have seen. We all felt good about a potential Texas-Michigan national title matchup before the playoffs started. I would have loved to have seen what that game would have looked like last night. Uh, I, I think Michigan would have won the game, but I don't think they would have won it like that. I don't know if they would have run the ball. I mean, that those those guys got on those linebackers, and and they they took and they had double teams that were they just knocked guys up into the second level. So I don't think they could have done that to Texas. I think they would have had some success running the football, but not like that. Though, and 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 Texas generally counters pretty good after you, after you after you get a couple off early. They don't let you have runs like that late. They were getting runs those those first four or five series. Those are like heartbreaking. I mean, as a 
as a fan of Washington, you almost said, oh, this thing is going to be over with in a hurry. And basically it kind of was. Yeah. I mean, Michigan clearly watched film from the Texas game, right? Uh, they saw that Washington's defense struggled against yes. the run when the Longhorns did try to run the ball. And you brought up Donovan Edwards earlier, his first two carries, 41-yard touchdown, 46-yard touchdown. I mean, it's like Michigan brought that dude into the game, and Washington's like, oh, it's the backup. That means yeah. they're not going to run it. And Michigan's like, bet. And, yeah, the first two times that guy touched the rock, he found pay dirt. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I would have liked Texas's chances. Michigan's a really good team. Maybe they still would have found a way to win. But Texas didn't give up yards like that to any running back this season and i know blake quorum's good i know donovan edwards has some juice and michigan's o-line is really good too but it's that o-line that's the killer i mean there were some i mean they didn't have to make a lot of guys miss now blake quorum made a couple guys miss for that last touchdown late but a couple of those runs were just open holes i mean you just had to run to the hole it was yeah. there make a little cutback and you're out the gate and nobody could catch that dude yeah that and Texas great speed and Texas, like, they had those holes, too, against that Washington defensive front. And that's another frustrating part, right? I mean, a lot of Longhorn yes. fans left last Monday wondering why Steve Sarkeesian didn't run the ball a little bit more, especially in the first half. Like, well, I you just didn't was... trust the guys running the ball. That's what it was. You put the ball on the ground, and I'm going to tell you something. Your coach will start thinking about a lot of things. Well, you know, th those guys didn't fumble until the second, second half. half. Yeah, I think the issue that Texas fans had is that Texas averaged six yards a carry in or the first early, half. Yes. And they, they did not have a lot of success throwing the football, yet they threw it a lot. And it felt like the initial game plan was centered around trying to get Quinn Ewers in rhythm. Well, and, with, that, with that secondary, that's what it, it told you to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important to note, right? Like, for the record, I, I said this on Tuesday last week, and I'll say it on this Tuesday. Sark coming up with the game plan that he did last week, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. it was the wrong game plan, but... I would have told you before the game that that was the right move, right? Washington, sure. their secondary ranked 125th in the country during the regular season, and they had a top 40 run defense. Sure, yeah. I mean, ifs and nuts, if, if it's Jonathan Brooks playing, I'm going to give him the ball 45 times in that game last week if that's the guy, if that's my guy mm -hmm. who's had the kind of year he was having. But with these two young guys, you're still kind of semi-spoon-feeding what you want to do. And, and the game plan told you to throw against a defense second of secondary that wasn't that good. Yeah, and, and Sark's biggest fault was that he didn't adjust quick enough. No. Right? He, he should have scrapped that initial game plan, which, once again, I, I would have told you that was the right move to have that type of game plan at the start of the game last week. But, man, after really after C.J. Baxter's first run, because Texas had that uh, five-yard penalty on the first play of the game, and then Texas decided to run it a couple of plays later, and C.J. Baxter picked up 15 yards. Like, right at that point, Sark should have maybe been like, okay, let's yeah. try that again. Like, let's let's see if they could stop That's it. what I'm saying. When Michigan runs the ball for three yards, it doesn't matter to them. They'll still run it on second down. They're, they're not apt to say, okay, we only got two or three. Let's throw the ball. They don't think that way. No. They no. just, yeah, they just never. They just think that, hey, somebody just got softened up on a three-yard run. Let's go get them again. And then, yeah. then they run down the sideline for 40-some yards. So they don't – they don't – they're allowed they, – they allow their guys to get two or three runs in a row. Well, hell, it looked like for a while they are going to just run it every down. I thought that in that first quarter, I thought they were – it seemed like – hell, I don't even remember J.J. McCarthy throwing the ball in the first quarter. I swear it was just turn around and hand it off. 
Yeah, once again, he only threw it 18 times over the course of the game, and Michigan ran it 38 times last night. So uh, much different distribution. And look, Michigan, they got out to the early lead, right? That's what Texas wanted to do. Uh, They wanted to get out to an early lead and then uh, run the football a lot to control the clock and keep the Washington offense on the sideline. Unfortunately for Texas, they were not able to get out to that early lead. Hell, they never led against UW last week and Michigan basically played the exact game that they wanted to they got the ball first they marched down the field they scored a touchdown they went up 17 to 3 at one point in the first half and they didn't coast once again it was 20 to 13 going into the fourth quarter Washington's uh, defense stepped up early in the second half they got some stops they gave their offense a chance but uh, now Michigan they, they got out to the start that they wanted to. They executed their game plan to damn near perfection. Yeah, they were in the heads. Of, they, they, he was, they were in the head of Michael Penix. He was, he was the, whatever that defense, that pro-style Raven defense that was going on, he had him thinking. They had him thinking a lot last night. Plus, they had pressure in his face. I mean, they got pressure with four dudes. They didn't have to bring anybody. But every once in a while, they'd bring a safety off the corner right at him. Yeah. And, I mean, and nobody blocked the guy. Credit Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coordinator. Um, if that guy wasn't in the mix for head coaching jobs before last yeah. night, he sure as hell should be after the game plan that he came up with against Washington. I mean, they held Alabama to 20 points last week, and they held this high-powered Washington offense to just 13 points. Once again, one touchdown on offense for Washington after what they did all season long and what they did to Texas last week. It was uh, very that's impressive. That's what a sleeper is supposed to do. Yeah, that's what a sleeper is supposed to do. Yes, yeah. they, uh, they put Washington to sleep. Let's hear from Jim Harbaugh. Uh, we're getting a lot of cheater talk on the Coda text line and in the YouTube comments line this morning. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, during his post-game press conference after the win, was just asked about you know the season as a whole and how it felt to overcome everything that Michigan overcame to win the national championship, here's our ball. It, it, it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go uh, to win every game. Uh, the off, off the field issues were innocent. And, and we, stood, we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent. And yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Well, I mean, they've worked for three years, you know, to to get to where they were. I don't know if if the the guys were maybe innocent. It's you, coach, that they're talking about. They're not talking about your guys if they're guilty or not, they're actually talking about you. How so, dumb does Jim Harbaugh think we are? I don't know. He's, he, he thinks we're, we're dumb. I know, but dude, no. that guy got suspended twice, six games. He got suspended two different times this year. And he's saying they didn't do anything wrong. One no, of the, just- one of the suspensions was self-imposed where the school literally admitted that they cheated so they suspended their head coach for the first three games of the year. Yes. And then the second suspension at the end of the regular season was conference opposed after a bunch of other coaches in the conference came out and said, these guys are cheating. And, oh, what did Michigan do to basically admit that they were cheating? 
They fired a coach. You don't fire a coach in the middle of a 15-0 national title season unless that coach got caught doing something wrong. And oh, by the way, Michigan dropped its lawsuit against the conference because they realized, oh, shit, they caught us cheating. And they have all of the evidence in the world that we did And they're just going to let us go and go through this. Like, how could you possibly? Look, if you're a Michigan fan and your argument is we weren't the only team doing it, I'll buy that because I think you're right. I think there were other teams doing something similar to Michigan. I don't know if anybody was doing it as extreme. I don't don't know if anybody was doing it to that extent, whatever. But you cannot possibly sit there and tell me with a straight face that you were innocent of any wrongdoing when your head coach missed six games this Uh, year. I know, six out of 15. Come on, man. What are we doing there? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think he's bailing. Yeah. I, think, I think he's bailing, and he, he'll be able to bail for the sake of, of the Wolverines because somebody's not going to come down on them as hard as they could if he stays as the head coach. I think he moves on to the NFL. I think they they part ways. He's got a natty. They're not going to touch the natty. They're not going to take any games away, but they're probably going to say that that dude's got to leave because we got the goods on you. And some would say, no, no, screw that. They shouldn't have that natty. But mm. it. I don't know how it affected the season. I know that 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 turmoil. You don't you don't say we're innocent when you've not coached for six games and you self-imposed because you're because you're guilty. You self-imposed on yourself for almost six games, just about. It's all six of those games. wasn't so much. I mean, the, and the conference is letting you know that we have you dead to rights. So you need to chill out for another three games. And they go, okay. If you're, I mean, if you're so righteous, you don't say. Oh, no, no. We need our coach these last three games. It's important. They said, okay, we'll back away from the table. Coach, you can't coach for the next three games. They got you. Yeah. We've seen enough to know that they got you. The Big Ten did the second suspension. Um, Michigan did back away from the table. But the first suspension at the start of the year was self-imposed. The second one wanted to suspend Jim Harbaugh for the Ohio State game, like, at all. Uh, But the Big Ten forced them to do that. Right. And uh, obviously he was able to come back and coach the conference title game and coach these two playoff games and whatever. Uh, I think Jim Harbaugh is gone, though, going back to your original point. I would have said that if they lost last night, too. I think some of it might have to do with the cheating scandal. I think some of it might just have to do with wanting to take another crack at the NFL. And Jim Harbaugh has been an NFL head coach before. He made it all the way to the Super Bowl one year, lost that one to his brother, in that Ravens-Niners game in New Orleans, oddly enough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this could be a Pete Carroll situation where yeah, maybe, I, I, I'll, maybe I'll the punishment. Shot, I'll take a shot at the Falcons for him. Wow. Why would he take that job instead of, like, the Chargers where they actually have a quarterback? Yeah, but they've got – I mean, he likes to run the ball. They've got a runner. He'll figure something out. He'll get – he'll find himself for quarterback. Oh, and they've got it all with the Chargers. they got the alleged defense, too. With all those guys and all those wide receivers with the Chargers, they come up lame before the season every year. So, but they've got a runner too there with the Chargers. So it's it works both ways, and it's hard to get a quarterback, and they need a quarterback in Atlanta. Yeah, maybe uh, Harbaugh takes the job in Atlanta and then drafts JJ McCarthy in the first round. Oh. About that, I guess no. that could happen because Atlanta doesn't have a high enough draft pick to take Caleb Williams no. or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, but. 
you know, they'll have something in the middle of the first round. I think they won seven games this year. Well, if he's a first rounder, might be. He could come back. JJ McCarthy could come back for another year, but uh, a lot of my have had him going in the first round. So, dude, that team is going to something is going to go on in the offseason with that football team. There is the coach may be able to bail out and get away with it, but somebody's going to come. I, I got to believe they've, they've the, the Big Ten, uh, college football, somebody's going to come and really look and investigate. And the truth is going to come out about this about this cheating thing. It's It's been kind of swept under the rugs a bit now because we're, they let it just go and let's go on with the season and the guys had the suspensions. But, dude, somebody is going to bring this up. This is going to be brought up. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, going to come I, out. Exactly. I, when we find out exactly what's going on, when, when you get to the point where, where the coach in the last three games of the season says, yeah, y'all got me. I'll go sit down. I'll go watch the games at the hotel rooms. You know they got you. Yeah. Yeah, and look, the NCAA drags their feet when it comes to everything. So I don't know when we will get a conclusion on their investigation with this deal. Uh, maybe or let, the, or let the Big Ten tell us exactly what they had to make the guys sit down for three games, and they actually did it, and Michigan mm-hmm. did it. Tell us what what you have. You know, somebody's going to have to say from the Big Ten what they have on Michigan, and then we're going to, as, as fans of football, judge it and say, no, that's, nobody's doing that. Right. Yeah, I mean, they they cheated. There's no way around it. It's just maybe other teams were doing it too. I mean, it's like what the Astros in 2017. It's like they they cheated. They got caught cheating. I don't think the Astros were the only team cheating that year. Hell, there were other teams, your Yankees and the Red Sox. What? No, got, what wait, wait a minute. Did you mention, does that guy look like a cheater? Does well, he that wasn't, on, guy he right wasn't on that team, so he's off the hook, I guess. But does he look like he would ever cheat? He's the captain. Captains, they don't cheat. Only at Michigan. Only at Michigan. Yeah, Yankees have never cheated on anything. Well, Texas uh, gets to play that group next year. Saddle it up because they'll yep. still be running the ball. Well, they don't get to play that group, thankfully, because oh. Michigan, you know, Texas is obviously losing a bunch of guys from this year's team, and we'll talk about some of the more recent departure announcements here momentarily. But, yeah, it's going to be a very different Michigan team in September compared to the one oh, we yeah. saw last night. Like they're, they're losing, they're probably losing their quarterback. They're losing their best running back. Now Donovan Edwards is coming back. So Texas, oh, he is? Yeah. that dude. Um, but yeah, Blake Corum's gone. A couple of the top receivers are gone. I think most of Michigan's offensive line were like grad transfers and fifth year guys. So they'll have to replace most, most of those dudes. A lot of the best players on defense will be gone. Dude, Michigan had a guy in the secondary that came from UMass. Yeah. Most importantly, their head coach might be gone. So this is like, I don't think Michigan's going to have the LSU drop off where LSU in 2019 was one of the best college football teams of all time. And then in 2020, I know it was COVID and it was a weird year, but they sucked. Like they won four yeah. games that yeah, year. They'll be good enough to beat the Buckeyes. Yeah. Michigan's not. Yeah. Yeah. It may be. Michigan's not going to take that sort of step back, but um, no, like they'll, they're losing a lot from that national title team. So maybe an opportunity for Texas to go in there, but needless to say, it will not be easy going on the road and beating the defending champs. And now we know for sure that the Longhorns will see the last three national champions of college football next season, because Georgia's on the schedule. They won the previous two and obviously Michigan took care of business last wow. night. All right, before we uh, get into some Texas football, we'll talk about, once again, some guys who just 
have announced that they are leaving for the NFL. Let's give some shout-outs to some of our great sponsors, Buck. Folks, I love the folks that relax the back. I've been in my chair for the last two days. My back's feeling so much better. You know, they, their approach is a healthier lifestyle. And as I said, my back couldn't be hot, happier. Uh, Live Wellness is what they're talking about at Relax the Back. And if you've got a problem with thoracic, uh, mid-back, shoulders, uh, you know, lumbar, you've got to go try one of these chairs. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. If, if you've got that office job at the office or at home, you may just want to take this home and sit in it. You can sit in the comforts of your couch if you like to or a recliner. Now, they've got recliners, but your favorite recliner may not have the support that it used to when you first got it. Believe me, Relax the Back. These support systems on these chairs last for years and years. I've been in this one right here for the last 15 years or so, and I love this chair, and you will too. They've got two locations in BKs at the Hill Country Galleria, across from the Whole Foods, and of course up in North Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free just like the buck and relax the back. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Relax the Back. Also, shout out to our friends at 7-Eleven. Yeah. Get you a coffee on your way to work this morning if you stayed up late to watch that game last night. And just get all the snacks and drinks that you need all year round at 7-Eleven. Make sure you download that uh, 7-Eleven app and take advantage of their 7 Rewards program. Great deals going on 24-7, 365 on that. But they've got the donuts, they've got the pizza, they've got the wings, they've got the nachos, the rollers, of course the prepackaged snacks as well. Fuel for your car, fuel for your body. They've got you covered at 7-Eleven. They're all over the state. I'm not going to give you one location. They're literally all over the place. Uh, we love our great friends at 7-Eleven. Shout out to them. And also shout out to our friends at SentexTickets.com. If you were at the game last night, hopefully you bought your tickets from SentexTickets.com. But if you're looking for tickets for any event... In the world of sports and beyond, they've got them for you. SendTextTickets.com, Texas basketball tickets. Hey, if you're looking for Cowboys or Texans tickets this yes. weekend, playoffs, baby, they've got them for you. SendTextTickets.com, live concerts, Broadway shows, whatever the event. It's right there at your fingertips, only online at one place. Send text tickets. Better get ready to get those NASCAR tickets. Ooh, oh, room, room, let's go. I'm in Dakota. Hey, yes. you brought up Derek Jeter earlier. Did you see Jeets last night? I did not. He was at the game. Here's a, a screenshot of this suite at NRG Stadium. You got the who's who of celebrities in this joint. So there's Derek Jeter in the white hoodie. Yes. Paying respects to Stephen A. Smith. I don't know how that guy got the invite there. But you've got Michael Jordan in there you've got dr dre in wow. there my favorite doctor of all time for the record you've got travis scott in there where's drake at did drake get invited i don't know if drake made the cut only one light-skinned guy in there at a time is that what it was how the hell did well it looks <laughs> like looks like there's a a white person in there there is the, the person in between Jeets and Stephen A, there's a couple of whiteies in there. Look at that. What a crowd. Yeah. How does Stephen A. Smith get the invite? You got Jordan. You've got Jeter. You've got Dr. Dre. You've got Travis Scott. I mean, those guys are legends in their realm. And Stephen A. Smith? All they needed to do was bring Tiger on up in there because Tiger's now 
departed from Nike after 27 years. Yeah, how about oh, that? Wow. What did, what did, what's going on there? He must be coming out with a new line called Old Tiger or something. You know what I mean? Tiger Bomb or something. I mean, he's got to be coming up with a new line. Is he joining? I, I got to see if he's joining forces. I know it's late in his career. His time has probably come and gone in the world of golf. But golf apparel, I got to believe that he's coming on with his own line of apparel now. He's not joining anybody else. If he's not joining Nike when it comes to apparel and and that lousy golf ball that Nike makes that goes in the woods and finds its way to, I mean, it's all I find in the woods are Nike balls. <laughs> and I'd probably find a bunch of them in the water if I got my scuba gear on. But he must be doing his own line of apparel at this age. Or maybe maybe Charlie, maybe his son is going to join Nike. Mm. Yeah, this is Tiger's doing, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, it doesn't say a mutual. It sounds like Tiger's just decided that it's it's. I mean, he's got enough money. Thank you very much. I mean, he yeah. thanked, you know, Mr. Knight personally. You know, hey, thank you for all this coin. Like, yeah. It's thank Phil Knight. He said, I thank all the employees at Nike. He said, but I, I'm out of here. So right. I got to believe it's his own gear coming up this year. I mean, he already kind of had his own line within Nike. And it was under the Nike umbrella, so they obviously got some of the money from that deal. But he's about Tiger to get Woods, all the money. He's yeah, looking at his own. He's got his own logo, and that's probably copyrighted by Nike. So I don't think he's going to be able to take that. Huh. Um, but I guess he could make his own logo and start his own brand if he wanted to, or I don't know, maybe Adidas or Under Armour or Titleist or somebody else just offered him a deal that he couldn't refuse. Puma, the cat is back. How about Daryl? Tiger is signing with Skechers. Oh. He ain't that old, is he? 46, I believe. Something like uh, that. Is that Skechers' age? I mean, that's like no. Trey and Kevin's no. age. Are they rocking <laughs> Skechers now? No, you got to go. No, I think it's about, I think it's 48 and above is Skechers' time. Mm. Yeah. I, I know think... I need to get me some, bro, but I'm afraid if I leave him around, the dog always gets my Skechers and chews those son of a guns up and leave them. He leaves them in the driveway for me. Your dog will chew Skechers, Birkenstocks, tuxedo oh. shoes. It, it doesn't matter. Your dog will chew anything, dude. It's been Simple a good boy. Man. His mama comes back today, thank goodness. Oh, sorry that your vacation comes to an end then. Yeah, Sweet City is over with. Yeah. Did not have that yesterday. No sweets yesterday. Did very well. Lots of water. But sweets are over with. House is all clean. Hmm. You think... Uh, Stephen A. Smith in that suite yesterday said this. This is shameful. You got chefs in New Orleans. I'm not exaggerating. I'm quoting people. You got chefs in New Orleans who love them. They're looking for them. Everybody, every chef there wants to meet him because they know he'll show up to their restaurant. The, the, the word out on Zion Williamson is that he'll eat the table. I'm quoting. <laughs> he'll eat the table. You think, you think he was telling people that story last night? Oh, I bet he was. That's great. He will oh, eat man. the table. So man. how many how many sweets, back to your sweets thing here, how many sweets did you uh, consume? Did you have another pint of ice cream? No, done. All gone. All gone. No I had Snickers? A little single, yeah, single Snickers. There you go. I knew you couldn't resist. Single Snickers, the farewell tour. Mm. That stuff is over with. You know, now back to lasagna. Oh. Tiger negotiating with the pens as well. Could be. <laughs> Adult diapers for Tiger Woods. No, he's Dr. talking about Schultz. playing. He's, he's coming back. This he's coming back for another one. Mm. 
Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Denny's Grand Slam is back. There you go. He's getting close to that age, huh? Yeah, the Grand Slam is back. I've never had one of those. I think I need to try one of those today. I know you have. You have had them all. There is not. There is not a fast food Grand Slam or McRib or excuse me, excuse me. You have tried them all. You don't miss out on any of those specials. So you've had the Grand Slam. Oh, of course. I've never had the Grand Slam before. What's that? uh, What's that? But do I have to eat pancakes with that? Yeah, I think it's eggs, bacon, pancakes, sausage. I think you get to pick bacon or sausage. Oh, I see. It's been a while. I should know this, but there was a, a promo they used to do at the old temple in Arlington. I'm not talking about the synagogue. I'm talking about where the Rangers used to play baseball. Okay. Where they, they'd give away a coupon for a Ranger or for a Denny's Grand Slam if the Rangers scored a run in a certain really? inning. So I would cash in on those. And uh, yeah, I was a big Grand Slam guy. The ones that are on the ground, you'd pick them up and you'd have a whole boatload of them to go. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I would sometimes <laughs> sit on the corner of the row, and you'd have the usher walking down, and she'd give you a big stack, and she's like, take one, pass him down. Yeah. Like, Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> take six. I'm taking all of these. Down. Sorry about that. You guys don't want these, right? You're not actually going to Denny's. And I'm I would just... actually going to Denny's. Myself and Tiger, we're both going. There wow. you go. Yeah, a- AARP is going to sponsor Tiger Woods, I think, too. But no, I do that with the Denny's and with Pluckers cards. Like now when you leave a Texas basketball game after a win, which hopefully they got a few more of those coming this year, uh, they give you one of those five free wings coupons from Pluckers. And I like will walk around the stadium and like I'll go to one usher and be like, oh, I didn't get one. Can I have one? And then I'll get one. And then another usher. (laughs) I didn't get one. Can I have one? And then load it up. Next thing you know, you got 100 wings. Yeah, like only one? Come on, you can give me more than that. It's the holiday season. Give me some more wings. We're taking these to your family. Give them to me. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're losing money from this Moody Center. <laughs> Trust me, I, I've spent enough at Pluckers over the years. I know that they aren't losing money. Yeah. Me either. So that is wow. my move. All right, Buck. Uh, one Texas football player made it official yesterday. And our guy Chip Brown had a report that another Texas football player is about to make it official. We'll start with the news that has been confirmed. Linebacker Jalen Ford took to social media yesterday, released a minute-long video thanking Texas and announcing that he is declaring for the NFL draft. No big surprise here. And Jalen Ford's mom has basically already tweeted a couple of times indicating that uh, her son was going to go. I think we've all seen the writing on the wall for a while that Jalen sure. Ford was taking his talents to the next level. But he, is he almost out. left last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, he probably had a better year in 2022 he did. than he did in 2023. Not that he was bad this season, but you know, last year, I think he should have been named the conference defensive player of the year. Didn't he have like five interceptions, too, to go along with everything? Last year? Let's see if I could see the numbers real quick. 12 starts, 119 tackles, 10 TFLs, 6 PBUs last year. I'm just looking at the Phil Steele magazine. They don't have his interception total listed. But, yeah, he got robbed. Like, he should have been the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. And I think he was the preseason Defensive Player of the Year going into this season. And, once again, he went bad this year. He just wasn't quite as good. He didn't have the interceptions. I I think he had one, maybe. Yeah, let me let me see if I can find those numbers right there. But look, either way, even if Jalen Ford wasn't as impactful this year, he was still a really, really impactful player for Texas. 
And one of those guys who toughed it out, like he was a part of the coaching change. He was a part of five and seven in Steve yes. Sarkeesian's first year and obviously uh, helped build this thing into a Big 12 champion and a college football playoff team. So, yeah, kudos to Jalen Ford. Tip of the cap to Jalen Ford on a tremendous, tremendous Texas career. Uh, maybe a day two draft pick, if not that, an early day three pick. But feels like the right move for him. And I think Longhorn fans will be eternally grateful for everything Jalen Ford did for this program. Yeah, I think he's I think he's helped build some real toughness into this this whole group. You know, when he first got here, I think he just showed uh, his natural abilities to find the football, intercept the ball. But I think he showed a lot of toughness and helped these guys out a lot when he first got here. I think it's 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 and it's carried over for the last two years with this football team, especially on that defense, that defensive front into the linebacker area. I mean, I, I, a guy like you know, I talk about David Bender getting better. I think Ford had a lot to do with how that kid has progressed along the way too. Yeah, They're going to miss him. They're going to miss his leadership. Yes, a three-star recruit out of high school. He was the 137th ranked player in the state of Texas in the class of 2020. Wow. There's something this Texas coaching staff can point to in terms of development, right? Like oh, when you sure. thought of Texas, Texas football over the last 15 years, and Buck, you've talked about this a ton you know, Texas was a place where five stars would go to die, right? Like the best recruits couldn't get developed at Texas and three stars. It felt like never had a shot. No, and this coaching staff did a great job developing health of Andre sweat was a three star and Jalen Ford. Yeah. The 68th ranked outside linebacker prospect in his class and the 137th ranked player in the state of Texas. Yeah. That dude's a solid of, football player. He's just solid. Yeah. Coming out of Frisco Lone Star. Pulled up his numbers. Four interceptions last year. Had two this season. Tackles were a little bit down, though, this year. And uh, the sacks were one down. The forced fumbles and fumble recoveries were one down. So, once again, not a not a tremendous drop-off, but not quite as productive of a season as he had in 2022. But Yeah, this like defensive said, line, the ball didn't get to him as often as it did last year. Yep. Like you said, uh, uh, an impactful player who helped out the guys around him for sure. And uh, he will be missed. And now that, that linebacker room at Texas, there are some questions there, right? Sure. It feels like David Bend is coming back. I think Maurice Blackwell is coming back as well. Maybe Anthony Hill plays more middle linebacker next year, right? We're all trying to figure out yep. if he's going to be more of an edge guy or more of an inside linebacker guy. So, look, maybe you've got Hill, Benda, and Blackwell, and those are your top three. And you've got guys with some experience and guys with some talent, and you feel okay about that position group. But I do wonder where Jelani McDonald fits with this defense. I do wonder if uh, Texas tries to find a linebacker in the transfer portal over the next few months. Um, curious as to what that room will look like without number 41 back there. And that transfer portal, that opens up when? Today or tomorrow? Uh, it's, it's Well, you can't enter into the portal right now, but it's still open. Anyone can commit right now. All the way in? I mean, okay. Yeah, there's, so. yeah, there, there are guys trying to graduate, too, and, and move on. To places too, trying to get this semester in. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I think most semesters ended in December, to where those guys who graduated in the fall, I think, have been eligible to enter the portal. Okay, and, and go elsewhere. So, but yeah, no, hypothetically, Texas could get somebody out of the portal today. I don't expect that to happen. Uh, I don't even know if they're looking at linebackers right now, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, Jalen Ford is gone, and then the other guy, Buck, our own Chip Brown of Texas Sports Unfiltered and Horns 
reported yesterday that A.D. Mitchell will soon announce his intentions to enter the NFL draft. Not surprising. Disappointing, right? The longer guys wait to make this decision, the more hope that you have that, oh, maybe they're actually going to come back. But after the year A.D. Mitchell had, hell, after the career that he's had at both Texas and Georgia, and you look at where he's expected to go in the draft, not a shocker that uh, he's probably on his way out. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense for a guy like that. I mean, there's uh, you don't have any assurances who's going to be your quarterback coming back. I mean, he can't press Quinn Ewers and say, are you coming back? Are you coming back? I mean, he's not going to get an answer from Quinn Ewers. I mean, that's that's Quinn Ewers and his family or whatever. And he doesn't, who knows if you want to be beside a, a brand new quarterback. I don't care who it is throwing the ball down the field. you got to think about what's best for you. And what's best for him is to probably just move on. Yeah. I don't know how much of it has to do with the quarterback. Like I'm with you. It, I think A.D. Mitchell would feel better about three-year starter Quinn Ewers throwing him the football. Than right. The I mean, he's used to him throwing the ball. Yeah. I'm sure if A.D. Mitchell asked Quinn Ewers, like Quinn Ewers hasn't told us, I'm sure Quinn would tell A.D. Mitchell what he's going to do. If A.D. is like, dude, I'm making my decision based on what you're doing. Can you at least tell me? Then I'm sure Quinn would would tell him just that. Um, I think Quinn's coming back, though, for the record. And A.D. Mitchell is still gone. So, I mean, Mitchell's like, he could be a first-round pick. I think that's why he's leaving. Like, how, you can't get any higher than that, right? Yeah, I don't. I think he'll be. I think he'll be second round. You know, that second level, second rounder. But you still, no matter what, you still got to go. If that were the case, you'd still have to go. Yeah, and I guess hypothetically, you could say, all right, if Ad Mitchell's going to be a second rounder, like you said, Buck, he comes back for another year, plays well in the SEC. Texas has another great year. Then he could be a first round pick. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, but once again, that depends on the the quarterback. I mean, that's when you start saying, wait a minute. Well, it depends on a lot of things, too, right? Like, if A.D. Mitchell comes back and gets hurt, then he goes from being a high second-round pick to, like, free a three draft pick yeah. or a UDFA, even worse, right? So, no, he had a great year. Uh, this isn't surprising. Look, a lot of Texas fans, because of the time and because, yeah, Mitchell, whenever he's he was asked around, about it. He's an older it, dude. He's been around. He's been around football. He wants to go and get paid. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he was asked about it, he sure. was like, ah, I might come back. You know, I haven't made my decision yet, and that – it gives you uh, some optimism that, once again, maybe he's going to make the decision that you hope he makes. But um, now this this is the right move for the young man. He's got a daughter as well. I know That's Texas true. has You're good. Right. And I know Texas has good NIL money, but it ain't NFL money that right. uh, that we're throwing around right there. So, um, yeah, once again, we've talked about it before, but we could talk about it again. But this wide receiver room going to look vastly different in twenty twenty. There's no doubt. No, there's no doubt. You know. Tight end, wide receiver room, it's 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 a change. And you're going to have some young guys in there that you're going to have to depend on, no matter who the quarterback is, that are going to have to really, really step up going into this next level of football and this next level of competition week in, week out. I mean, I trust that, you know, that they've they made a great decision. They brought in a wide receiver coach. It seems like he can coach them up. So I expect for that to be pretty good. I mean, they've got one guy on campus. I don't know about the other guys. I mean, we can mention their names, but... I don't know. I don't. I don't see them playing that often. We don't see them, so I don't know what they're like under competition. And I definitely don't know what they're like under the kind of competition they're going to be playing against next year. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, well, we know what the kid from Houston is. We know he's a player. Sure, Matthew Golden, big time yes. hit for Texas as a receiver and a returner. That was the Longhorn coaching staff's top priority 
Well, I'd love to see more of the, of, the, of the young freshman. I mean, he showed flashes, but on a consistent week in, week out, just wasn't enough of him. No, he only had eight catches this year. Wow. Uh, talking about Jonte Cook. And yeah. it's not because Jonte Cook's a bad player uh, or because his future's not bright. It's because, well, you had a first-round pick in Xavier Worthy. You had a first-round pick in Adonai Mitchell. And you had an NFL draft pick, but one of the biggest leaders on the team in Jordan Whittington as your top three wide receivers. And Sark doesn't like to rotate his receivers a whole hell of a lot. So I don't think it's a case of, oh, maybe the recruiting evaluators misidentified Jonte Cook and he's actually not that good. No, I think it's a case of, I just had to wait his turn behind three NFL players and two guys who might be first round NFL players. So yeah, I feel great about Jonte Cook. They're bringing in Ryan Wingo, the five-star. They've got DeAndre Moore. They've got Ryan Niblett. They've got a few other highly touted recruits in that wide receiver room, but not a lot of returning production in uh, in that group. And, you know, Texas is going after other receivers in the portal, but got a couple of names for you here. But we've speculated for a while because I think we all thought this news was coming, that Texas was going to lose its top three receivers with Worthy and Mitchell and Whittington. Um, it made sense that Texas would be looking for more than just one receiver who's got some skins mm-hmm. on the wall at this level couple of names to keep an eye out for. C.J. Daniels, transfer from Liberty, 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 Liberty. Working with Limu Emu up there. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, had 1,000 yards last season. 1,067 yards and 10 touchdowns for a Liberty team that played in a New Year's Six Bowl. They got demolished in that wow. New Year's Six Bowl. Yes, they did. Uh, they had a really, really good season this year. And C.J. Daniels put up some gaudy numbers on the outside for them. Uh, Texas, Ole Miss, and Florida, seemingly the top three for his services. Now, the concerning thing is, if you're a Texas fan, I feel like most of you listening and watching us is, um, who's the head coach at Ole Miss, Buck? Who is now? Joey Freshwater. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a relationship with C.J. Daniels. Yeah, that's the, that's the tough part. And also uh, Auburn, a team to look out for as well. And who's and they the think they're going to be on the up on the upswing too at Auburn now. Auburn's got Hugh Freeze, who coached at Liberty before this. Yeah, he recruited that C.J. Daniels kid. So uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, look, Texas, maybe they can get him. Texas has NIL money, but Ole Miss does too. They've been getting a number of great players out of the portal this year. Auburn's got some money, and you've got that uh, previous coaching relationship with C.J. Daniels. Yeah, so tough. it will be tough there. But he's a name, Texas in the mix, and Daniels, I think, uh, was just here on campus, so clearly interested in the Longhorns. And then one other name to look out for, Silas Bolden from Oregon State. He recently announced that he's taking an official visit here either this weekend or next. Uh, 54 catches, 746 yards, and five touchdowns for the Beavers this past season. Obviously, Oregon State, they lost their head coach. They lost their conference. A lot of turmoil there. They're losing bodies left and right. He is uh, also taking visits to Arizona, Washington, and USC. So a lot of left coast schools and Texas in the mix for Silas Bolden. But yeah, the Longhorns clearly looking for one more wide receiver in the transfer portal. And either one of those two guys would be uh, big time additions to that group. Yeah, they have to, I mean, they have to have guys ready to come in and play. This is, this is once again. Now you're reaching into the portal for guys to play. You're not reaching in there for depth. You're you're reaching in to play. I mean, you've got some on campus that know what this offense is about. 
but we've never seen them. And you can turn on the film and see those guys who have played in college already and see what they're like and how they fit your system. So this isn't depth deal, I don't believe. I mean, some would say, yeah, but we haven't seen the other guys that, that have been recruited here. Okay, we haven't seen them, but we've seen these other guys, you know, on film. So it'll it'll be interesting how they fit in. But Sark will get them to fit. The, the kid from Houston was the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, I mean, that was a huge get for Texas. Yeah. And, yeah, the top wide receiver priority for the Longhorns, they went after him hard. And, hell, I had heard rumblings during the regular season that Texas yeah. was uh, going to try to get Matthew Golden if he decided to enter the portal. So um, this is a picture of C.J. Daniels, by the way. So he was just on campus, and he's modeling a Longhorn jersey because, you know, the guys have to post these pictures to their Instagrams. Dude, that's a big dude right there, unless the other guy there is Kyler Murray fixing him up. No, uh, the receiver's 6'2", 200, so he's got some size to him. Um, I don't think that's... He almost Kyler. looks as big as me. Like, guy's way bigger than you. Huh? You, you're like 5'4", 140. <laughs> what are you, 6'2", 200? What do you mean almost as big as you? Yeah, he's close. I'd be right there right close to his shoulder pads. You'd be close to the guy fixing him up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, dude. But look at that patch. That's the exciting part. You see that SEC patch? Very on nice. The, on the right shoulder. We've got to be screaming SEC. Yeah, when are we going to start saying that stuff? I think uh, there were Texas fans screaming that at the Big 12 championship game. Very nice. This past season. And I, like, I, I do wonder how many SEC chants we get next year. I almost think we got more this year because Texas fans were using it as a uh, Tom Herman double bird to the Big 12. And it's like, oh, here, we're going to beat you, Big 12 team, and then we're going to brag about going to a better conference as we say goodbye wow. to you. That all worked this season. So there was a Big 12 chant, or excuse me, an SEC chant at the end of the Big 12 championship game. There were SEC chants at the end of the Texas Tech game. I think uh, some Texas fans did an SEC chant at the end of the Alabama game because it's like, hello, we're coming, Bama. Uh, so there were some of them this year, and yeah, I'm sure there will be a few more. Of course. Yeah. Next year, yeah, he's too. a big. That's a big kid there now. Yeah, once again, the production's there: thousand yards and ten touchdowns uh, in 2023 for Liberty and Silas Bolden. Not as big of a kid, but um, had some good numbers this year: 746 yards and five TDs in a Power Five conference. A very good Pac-12 this year. So, two names to look out for there in the portal for the Longhorns in regards to the wide receiver spot. Another name to look out for is Jamari Caldwell. He's a defensive tackle. Speaking of the University of Houston, he is also in the portal from the University of Houston. He plays some defensive end, too. He went main, out wide every once in a while. A little bit. Mainly tackle. Mainly an interior guy. Uh, six and a half sacks as a DT. Yeah, That would have led Texas. Like, not just for DTs. Like, for everybody. Texas's leader had five and a half sacks this year. Jamari Caldwell had six and a half for the Cougs. Two of those came against the Longhorns. Like, that guy was a problem for Texas in that game that was hey, even if you can beat them let them join you yeah hell yeah hell yeah so that would be a, a nice get on the interior of the Texas defensive line which obviously loses to Vondre Sweat and Byron Murphy it's Great always good to have Houston as your farm club <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding not just in high school right in college oh, yeah. too oh yeah and stealing recruits from that city at a high school for a long time and now hey we'll we'll take uh, the Cougars too go to college in Houston and then we'll we'll take you here in Austin. Absolutely. As well. So Jamari Caldwell, that that news could drop 
within the next few days. I think uh, Oregon is still very much involved in his recruitment as well, but uh, feel good about where Texas stands right now with Jamari Caldwell, and that'd be another nice get for this staff. All right, Buck, let's uh, give some more shout-outs here to some more of our phenomenal sponsors. How about our good friends at Texas Orthopedics? If you're seeking that specialized patient, focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and more. Now, their their physicians, of course, we know Dr. Christopher Daney and Chris Stockton. They're dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. More information, go to TXOrtho.com. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic uh, facility in the state of Texas. For more information, once again, go to TXOrtho.com. Thank you to Dr. Daney, who is now all signed up for the 23rd annual mullet open again. He is the king of the mullet open, that dude. So there's only, guess what? There's only six spots remaining. Already? That's started on Friday, folks. I didn't want to say a bunch of stuff about it because I know how quick it is. Generally, we have, over the last two years, we've had two separate tournaments, Thursday and Friday. There's only one tournament. There's only about six teams available, if that. So... If you're interested, go to mulletopen.com and check it out. But I think it may be tough. I, I expected that thing to be done in 48 hours. So that's why I didn't say a lot about it. Didn't want to give up any hints of when it came online, but it did on Friday. So it uh, doesn't mean you can't be a sponsor to it. We we take all sponsors because we do some great prizes at the Mullet Open, the Burke Center uh, for, the, for the boys over here in Driftwood. So 23 years coming up. How about that? Yeah, that's a long-ass time, believe me. I feel it. What a run for you. Yes. And somebody said, hey, when are you going to stop? I, somebody, I said, I'd like to stop at 25. They said, no, when you're dead. <laughs> like, what? People aren't going to let you stop. Yeah, they're like, when you're dead, that's when it's that's when it's over. When I say it's over, when? Mm. May 10th is the date for it this May year? May 10th, May 10th, Friday, May 10th. I think UT graduation is the next day. So we won't be able to get the president this year. Mm. I think he'll be busy. Joe Biden's going to be busy doing something else. No. Is that the president, president you're talking about? President oh. Hartzell. The great President Hartzell. All right, mulletopen.com. Just a few spots left if you want to sign up for that. You might want to do it today. Otherwise, you might yeah, it'll be, be gone. S-O-L. Uh, shout out to our friends at Jack Allen's Kitchen Yeah, as well. Speaking of legends, our guy Brad over at the Anderson location. Love Fantastic him. dude. Speaking of legends, Jack Gilmore, you know, the brains behind Jack Allen's Kitchen, a legend in this town for a number of different restaurants. But we love Jack Allen's Kitchen. You go in there, you start off with that house-made pimento cheese. Mm. It just sets the tone for a phenomenal dining experience. The great burgers, the enchiladas, of course, the phenomenal weekend brunch that they've got as well. Full bar with fantastic drinks. They've got literally everything. Something they've got your all stat there. I'll tell you that right now. I've they seen do. it. I've yep. seen it sitting right there. I've had me a few old stats there as well. Uh, a number of locations across the Austin area. Fantastic food. The service is ridiculous too. Like they are on it all of the time at Jack Allen's Kitchen. They are doing a great job. So something for everyone in the family, everyone at the office, or if you're just looking to uh, unwind after a long day of work, you want to grab a couple of drinks and grab a nice bite to eat on your way home, 
Go see our great friends at Jack Allen's Kitchen. Love them. uh, Dining experience that you will not forget. Okay. I got to show you something, Buck. My uh, youngest sister sent me a picture of this the other day. I think she was in Florida. And, of course, now when I need it to show up, it's not showing up. Let me see if I can find this. A, A gift. She texted me, and she's like, should we get this for Bucky? And, well, now we're really milking this story here because my share screen is not doing what I want it to do. My wife won't sit at the side of the window anymore for the airplane. She says she's already moved her seat to the aisle. Is that let's right? not make this a habit. That's my seat, you people. Let's start. Let's not start making this. Oh no, I'm not sitting. But get your asses over there at the window. If the if the door opens up and you blow out, hey, that's just bad luck. Well, let's not start taking my aisle seat now. I'm the aisle I seat see. guy. Hmm. This, this is. You said yesterday that people are not going to be sitting in window seats anymore. It was almost like a PSA from you to the people advising them to stay away from and the now, window. And now she's like, I'm sitting in the aisle from now on. I'm like, come on now. You like looking, peeking out the window or you like being near the door where you can stretch your legs a little bit more. She goes, oh, no, no more. Here you go. This is what my sister saw. Oh my in and she sent me this picture and she's like, should I buy this for Bucky? That's awesome. And I'm like, yes. How about that? A cowboy riding a horse with the caption, saddle up on D's nuts. Is that a t-shirt? I don't know what that is. Let's make it one. I'm telling you, if that's not a t-shirt, it absolutely should be a t-shirt. The Sooners will get a hold of that. Uh, The t-shirt boys, Danny Stutzman and company. (laughs) No, this is too good for them. This is too good for them. They couldn't come up with something as uh, creative as this. Oh, no. I wonder how they're doing. How did their season end up, by the way? Uh, With an Alamo Bowl loss. Oh, no. They lost in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, and they lost to the defensive coordinator that Texas just hired to be its co-defensive coordinator. Wow. Yeah. So saddle up on these nuts, OU. <laughs> yes. We'll see you in that. the SEC. Yeah, we'll see you. We will see you again. How great is this, man? That's a beauty. That's got to be a T-shirt. Yeah. Or a, or a cool hat. Or a cool hat. Or both. Oh, yeah. Or both. They should sell that on everything. Oh, man. All right. Um, some NFL conversation here, Buck. Right now, there are four head coaching vacancies across the NFL. You've got Atlanta, who fired idiot Arthur Smith after that debacle in New Orleans on Sunday and then his post-game theatrics during the handshake with Dennis Allen. You've got the Las Vegas Raiders. You've got the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. And you've got the... Who am I missing? You might as well put New England in there because they'll they'll be there shortly sometime today, I believe. That's what I was going to ask you about because nothing in regards to the Patriots yet. And Bill Belichick did an end of season press conference yesterday where he basically talked about expecting to be back. He also said that he would be willing to relinquish some of his GM powers. I don't know how you do that after all those years of doing that. Yeah, he's judge, jury, and executioner. Oh, Carolina, the other team. Yeah. And Washington, another team. So five vacancies right now. 
in the NFL. I beg your pardon. Um, but yeah, Bill Belichick said, yeah, he'd be willing to just be a head coach again and let somebody else come in and be the GM who actually has GM powers. That's interesting. I mean, Belichick's talking about wanting to come back for another year. Do you think there's any chance he actually is back for I another? think there's a chance, but I, I think that's, I mean, I just don't see that dude coaching somewhere else. I, I see him retiring from football. Really? I know he doesn't have any other hobbies. Now, I used to follow Van Jovi around, a Bon Jovi or whatever it is. Damn. I call him Van Jovi. Who is bon Van Jovi. Jovi? Bon Jovi. He used to follow him around. He used to he used to go to all his concerts during the summertime, but I didn't know if that guy is touring that much anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like Bill Belichick still wants to coach. Like, and I still feel like there's a team out there that would hire him to be their head coach. No? Like one of these five teams you don't think would offer Bill Belichick if he was made available? I know he's yeah. old. I know the Patriots haven't been good since Tom Brady left for Tampa Bay. And everyone is saying that, oh, Bill Belichick was only good because of Tom Brady. That's hogwash. Now, Brady won the divorce, but Bill Belichick is still an incredible football coach. And for my money, he's the greatest NFL coach of all time. Yeah, You're, you're telling me you've got some losers in this bunch like perennial losers the chargers never win shit the falcons haven't won anything the panthers these are teams that lose all the time you're telling me they wouldn't take a shot at one of the winningest coaches in the history of the league yeah you know and the raiders want to splash because you know mark davis is going to want to splash higher i mean he just you know they've they've got who, who's their coach now their interim antonio pierce pierce that dude isn't not getting that job. That guy, Mark Davis, is looking for a splash city. Oh. This would be splash city if you were ever get Belichick in Vegas. You're talking about the distractions of Vegas. What would that be like? Though, what would those press conferences be like? He'd be on his players telling them they can't go near a casino, go directly to the facility, do not stop at at craps table. No, <laughs> if I find that you, I find you on the craps table, that's it for you. That, I don't know. Those guys will be requesting trades. Oh, immediately. Uh-huh. Out of Vegas. The Raiders can't do that again. They can't go right. down the Patriots well because they just brought in a GM and a head coach from the Patriots, and it failed miserably. Like, it was a disaster. Well, they, if, can't, they can't do exactly what – literally, this is what happened a couple of years ago. Now, Belichick's the head of the snake, right? None of the Belichick assistants ever did anything in the NFL. So obviously Belichick was the straw that stirred the drink in no. New England and none of his assistants could ever come close to replicating yeah. the success that he had. But hire literally hire Vrabel in New England and send Belichick to the Titans. Like a trade? Yeah. See ya. Vrabel's going to want Vrabel's going to want to look at that job in New England if that comes open, you know that, right? And if yeah. Vrabel says yeah, I mean he and the Titans have been talking and if that job comes open, that guy is going to run to New England to grab that job. Interesting. How about, how about Belichick in, in Nashville? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't are the Titans gonna move on from Mike Vrabel? I, well, they don't want to, but if that job opens up in New England, he's gonna want to move on from them. I guess. Like Will Levis showed me something this year. The Titans have made some awful front office decisions. Oh, A.J. Brown, let's not ever forget that. 
No. I mean, that was a team that played for an AFC championship like three or four years ago, and they were a one seed in the playoffs, I think, two years ago. And they thought AJ Brown was not gonna be and they thought AJ Brown was not gonna be worth the money. Well, no. wrong. Yeah, exactly. And they they let a couple of key players on defense go as well. And they invested too much in Ryan Tannehill, probably. And do you want uh, Bill Belichick with a, a young team? I mean, he's a program builder, but how long is he going to be there for a young team? I don't think Bill Belichick wants a rebuilding job. And to me, Tennessee's in a little bit of a rebuild. Now, they might have their quarterback. Will Levis looked pretty good when he played. But, like, I don't know if we could sit here and definitively say that he's a franchise QB in this league right now. So I think Belichick, if he does get fired, is going to be like Harbaugh, where it's like they want to go to a ready-made situation that already has a quarterback in place. Chargers, Chargers. And, and the Chargers is that one. And they could use like, him as a defensive mind there with the Chargers. They seem to, you know, yeah, have I, their struggles on D. And they have defensive players. They do. I think the Chargers is probably the most intriguing job for any coaching candidate out yeah. there. I think Washington's probably number two because Dan Snyder's gone. If right. Dan Snyder was still there, Washington would always be last on this list. But they actually have an owner who could be competent. And they've got the number two pick in the draft, so they can get that quarterback. So if you're Bill Belichick or if you're Jim Harbaugh and you really like Caleb Williams or Drake May, right. and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I could win with that guy. I'm going to go to that team. So I think, yeah, Chargers number one because you know Justin Herbert's really good. And like you said, they've got some talent on that team. They made the playoffs last year. Uh, and just Brandon Staley's an idiot. Otherwise, they probably would have made the playoffs this year. Yep. But Washington, like I'd put Washington ahead of Carolina because Bryce Young doesn't look very good. Uh, Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback, and they don't have a super high draft pick this year. And in Vegas, you know, with Mark Davis, that's it'd be a fun yes. place to live, but a crappy situation right now, I think. Is yeah, I, I just Mark Davis is just – he's just going to hire – I mean, he wouldn't do the New England thing over again. I mean, he's got it. That's got to hurt. That pain that he's faced with trying to get that New England Patriots way in there is just not I, – I don't think that would work for him. But he Mark, wants a big hire. I just don't think he's going to give Pierce an opportunity. Mark Davis is in a tough spot, right? Yes. Because you're right. He does not want to give Antonio Pierce that job. But what happened a couple of years ago, right? Like John Green right. fired for being a piece of shit. And Rich Passaccia is named the interim coach, and he leads the Raiders to the playoffs, and they That's damn near right. beat Cincinnati the year Cincinnati played for the Super Bowl. And then he's gone. And then they're like, no, we'd rather bring in a Patriots guy. Yeah. Bring in Josh McDaniels and Ziegler as the GM, and those guys end up getting fired two years in. And now, oh, the interim coach, Antonio Pierce, I know the Raiders didn't make the playoffs, but they played a hell of a lot better under him yes. than they did under Josh McDaniels. And now it's like the exact same situation where it's like, Interim coach did well. Locker room wants him. They played well down the stretch, but he's not a big name. Do you keep him or do you try to make another splash higher? If it doesn't work, they do that again and it doesn't work, then dude, Raiders fans are already pissed. They're going to be fuming mad. Yeah, plus that that franchise isn't making a lot of money. They spend a lot of money to be where they are. Yeah, and Davis is not as liquid financially no. as uh, we thought for a long, long time. So. You still feel like Belichick is gone, though? I do. Yeah, I do, too. I wonder if... I just don't... I mean, he says all the all the right things. I like to give up, you know, some of the manage, managerial parts of this and just be the head coach. That guy's going to want... After 20-some years, that guy's going to want his hand in everything. That's hard to give that up. You can say it, but when the new GM comes into your office and says, here's what we're going to do, Bill, you're going to be like, what? 
Yeah. That's not what I would do, and we're not doing it. I mean, that that's going to be I'm talking about two guys butting heads all year long. That's not going to be good for them. I wonder how petty Bill Belichick is going to be. Ooh. Like, I think in Robert Kraft's perfect world, Patriots trade Bill Belichick, right? Like, we saw Sean Payton get traded last year. Yes. And the Saints got a first-round pick out of it. We've seen a couple of coaching trades over the history of the NFL. And you would think, I know Bill Belichick's old in the last few years haven't been good, but a team would be willing to give something up for Bill Belichick if it, like, guarantees that he's going to be their head coach. So I guess as Bob Kraft wants to do that, is Bill Belichick like, okay, I'll help this organization that gave me six Super Bowls? Or is he like, no, if you want me gone, you fire me. I'm not helping y'all. I'm going to pick wherever I want to go, and that's that. You guys get nothing in return because you don't want me here anymore. How bad does that do when a coach? That guy has six Super Bowls. I mean, how bad do you really want to coach? I mean, that guy doesn't have to coach another down of football ever. Like you said, he's the best He's the best football coach on the planet. I mean, he's just he's just been the best. He still is the best, you know. And I I just don't I don't I don't see him. It just would be weird for him to be somewhere else. Yeah, you tell me. Like, years. how how often do you still think about coaching? Uh, not that often. How often? Right after you gave it up, did you think about coaching? All the time. That's like they say you can leave coaching, but the coaching doesn't leave you. All the and time. And it's like, you're right. Well, like, what does Bill Belichick have to prove? He's 71, won six Super Bowls, which is more than anybody else. I don't think he broke the record for most wins for a head coach. So maybe he yeah. still wants that. But like, his job is his hobby. That's what it is. He doesn't yeah. have a hobby outside of what he would just be a pain in the ass to be around. It just, just it feels so easy to say, like, give it up, dude. You've done enough. But I, I just, I feel like yeah, he's like Popovich in San Antonio. Like, yes. What more does Pop have to accomplish? Like he's really going through a rebuild right now. Like what? What the hell is the point of that? Well, Pop, this is this is all he loves. Well, if he's going somewhere, go ahead and go to the capital. You know, the nation's capital, and you know you've got a fan base is just just dying to have it go the other way. You know, I mean he yeah. can do he can do something. I mean they've got they've got some okay players. They still I don't know if they're still that Sam Howell deal. They're they, I think they're still looking for a quarterback. So. But give him a couple years, and I think he changes. And and they're good on defense. They're good enough. I think he makes the defense even better. Somebody just will have to handle. He's going to bring in, you know, if he stays in New England, he's bringing all those New England guys back there. Yeah. All the guys that have been fired from head coaching jobs and assistants and stuff, they're all going to come back to New England for another shot at it. Because Robert Kraft is going to give them, if, if Robert Kraft says, you can come back, you're, you're not going to be part of, general manager stuff, but you're going to be the coach. He's going to bring his whole game. Then he's got to get rid of a couple of his kids. Yeah. Possibly. Steve, Steve Belichick, the guy with the fast tongue. Remember seeing that on the sideline a couple of years ago? Yeah, somebody's got, I mean, they're, they're, those kids will have to take a back seat or whoever he brings in is going to have to take a back seat to his kids. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. And you, you would assume Bill O'Brien is not allowed to be back if Bill Belichick is back because that offense was a disaster once again. But Patriots have the number three pick in the draft. We keep talking about how high Washington's going to select. Well, New England is right after them. Yes. So I don't know. I, I'm with you. I've agreed with you for a while. I feel like Bill Belichick has coached his last game in Foxborough. Uh, I just I think they're just trying to figure out how this departure is going to work because they, they don't agree? want to fire him. Did you agree I with think, me that Michigan was a sleeper? Also, uh, yeah, I think I think yeah. 
midway through the year. No, I didn't agree with you that they were a sleeper. I agree that they were a national title contender. I think midway through the season, I was like, no, Michigan's winning it all this year, Um, which I don't think was that bold of a take. They were amongst the Vegas favorites to do that. So, Come on, um, man. Their coaches this coach has gone through turmoil. I mean, I could read the tea leaves of that cheater and what he was doing, but he's innocent, man. He said he's innocent. He says he is. He, but, he was suspended six games this year, but it was all for fun. They didn't do anything wrong. He just wanted to miss some games this season. Well, the poor players are like, what in the hell is he doing? Does that title get vacated? No. I don't think it does either. I, I think it could be like an Astros situation. To where, and look, baseball and college football are two very, very different things, so I could be way off on this, but to where Michigan does get punished. I think Jim Harbaugh is leaving, so I don't think he's going to get punished. Uh, I think he goes to the NFL. and We want to know. We want to know. I want to know what the Big Ten, what's in the sealed envelope that the Big Ten had to Mm -hmm. go to Michigan when they said, no, we're going to back our our coach. And then when they went to him and said, hey, here's what your coach has done. Here's some of the proof. And they said, Hey, coach, you guys sit out for three. Uh, we'll we'll figure out this thing later. But now that he's won the Natty, they're not they're not going to buy. They're going to put as much money into to Harbaugh as they can. You said you said they offered him a contract already. They're going to yeah. offer him another contract now. They're yeah. not giving. They're not going to give up on that guy. They'll go to court over and over and over. They got their Natty now. Sure, their alums are going to put pour more money into that program and more money into that university than you can shake a stick at. I mean, that, that's that's one of the blue bloods. They don't care. They got a national championship, cheating or not cheating. They're about to pour all kinds of money into the into the University of Michigan, and they're going to keep their coach, cheating yeah. or no cheating. This is not a Michigan thing. This is a Harbaugh thing, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, Michigan, even if Michigan does get punished, and even if they find out that Jim Harbaugh is going to get suspended for a couple of games, a full season, whatever, uh, yeah, they still want to bring Harbaugh back. You kidding me? Like, sure. This is, this is their first title since 1997. It's been a long time coming for them, and they beat Ohio State three years in a row. They made the playoff three years in a row. They finally got yeah, over the Let's not home. forget they want to continue to do that, and if they yeah. have this guy, they can continue to do it. Yeah, so it's Harbaugh's decision. Like, it, it's if Harbaugh, he might just want to go to the NFL regardless. Right. But if he catches wind that uh, some sort of show cause is coming down on him, if he decides to stay in college football, then he might be like, deuces. I'm doing what Pete Carroll did. I'm leaving and never coming back. Like that would make sense. Or, I think that's what Harbaugh money, does. Or the money's going to be so good, and then they're going to say, "Hey, we're going to suspend you for a couple more games." And he'll say, "Okay, we know how to do that. We've done yeah. it before." Well, he'll get great money in the NFL too. Like he could get just oh, as oh, much, yeah. if, oh. if not more. So I don't. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Like you're right, Michigan's going to back up the Brinks truck for that dude to try to keep him in Ann Arbor, but. Uh, yeah, no, but the, the commanders the too. commanders would pay him so much money to come and coach there. Are you kidding yeah. me? A new, new ownership owner? group? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like the Astros thing, look, the Astros got to keep their 2017 title, but they got punished. Um, a lot of non-Astros fans will say it wasn't nearly enough of a punishment, but it was a pretty unprecedented punishment in Major League Baseball. So I could see that happening to Michigan where it's like, all right, you get to keep your title, but like you're losing a bunch of scholarships or maybe you've got like a postseason bowl ban for a year, which would be insane for a team that feels like could be competing for national titles for the next few years. Um, I think that's going to happen. But Michigan, at the end of the day, will, will probably get to keep its title, even though fans from 
across the country will be mad about that. I think uh, that's what's going to end up happening. Who here. the hell was that big quarterback that Michigan brought in to run that damn quarterback? That wasn't a counter. That was a quarterback. Was it a draw? They brought some kid in who was like 240 at quarterback, and all, that's all he did. I think that was the only, did it, I think that was the only play he got in. One rush play for like 14 yards around the corner. He was big. Like oh, big the orgy. Huh? Orgy. Is that who Alex it was? Orgy. His last name is O-R-J-I. The Orgy guy. Wow. I think he's from Texas, actually. Man. Yeah, big boy. Wow. He big came boy. around that corner, and I'm like, look out for that guy. Can he yeah. throw it? Is he any good? Yeah. <sighs> I don't well, know. JJ's the mayor, so he wasn't getting any, he wasn't getting any playing time, and he didn't get any last night. I think he got one carry. That was it. I saw him one time. I never saw him again. I, yeah, I think he had maybe one carry, maybe two over the course of the game. Wow. I'm up the box score here. Yeah, two carries for 15 yards for Alex Orgy. Man, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but I I hope that's how it's pronounced. That's how you want it to be pronounced. Yeah, I was I was watching the game at a Michigan bar last night, so I couldn't really hear the sound over all the Michigan people yelling the whole time. But, uh, yeah, maybe he's the future of the QB position in Ann Arbor. I don't know who Texas will see at quarterback. Michigan's going to lose a lot from their team, understandably so. Um, yeah, I assume J.J. McCarthy's gone, so it'll be somebody different under center. And, hey, you could have a QB advantage if Quinn Ewers comes back, right? You'll have a three-year starter, and the Wolverines yes. will likely be breaking in somebody new uh, to play QB for them in 2024. Boy, but they will be playing that mean-ass defense where those guys load. Man, do they come hitting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They come out of the secondary. They, they, The defensive linemen run down the field. And, you know, that's what you hate as a running back. You When you catch a ball or you're a wide receiver – it's all right when your linebackers can come and hit you from the side. But when your defensive linemen are coming down there and you're going down and here comes one of those sluggos at 360, damn, that hurts. That's why I picked Michigan to win this game yesterday. Like, I just, I just, that defense is really good. And I felt like Michigan was going to put an emphasis on running the football. And they've been one of the best running teams in the land this year. So, boy, they put uh, a shocker in them early. That, that yeah. run game early, it just Ma- matchups it matter. M- matchups yeah. matter. Like oh, yeah. we, we we felt better about Texas beating Michigan or Alabama than we did Washington. At least I I did. Well, I did uh, too. Yeah, and it's just like you know, I, I I know Michigan looked really good. I know it's hard to sit here and watch what Michigan did to Washington and be like, oh, Texas would have beaten that Michigan team. It's like, oh, it's hard to do that because Washington just beat Texas last week. But matchups matter, and Michigan was a bad matchup for Washington. Washington was a bad matchup for Texas. So yes. I don't know if Texas wins if they play the Wolverines last night, but I, I sure as hell feel like the game's a lot closer. And I know for a fact that the Wolverines aren't running for 303 yards on eight yards a carry. Like J.J. McCarthy would have had to do a little bit more, and that's that's why Texas fans, I think, felt pretty good. It's like, oh, J.J. McCarthy's not Jalen Milrow, and he's not Michael Penix Jr. So if we no. can face that guy, then uh, maybe our weakness in our secondary is not going to get fully exposed. But they did just enough in the secondary at Michigan to oh, – yeah. Just to be a pain in the ass. And they, by the way, they have two NFL guys back there playing. Yeah, maybe more than that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're good in the secondary. That guy caught the interception last night and ran down the sideline. Wow. How about, how about this stat right here? The uh, last time Michigan was the national champion at the end of the 97 season, uh, the number one song in the nation was Candle in the Wind. 
Very by nice. Gay, by the gay guy, Elton John. Is that yeah. his nickname, the gay guy? Does he go by no. that? No, he doesn't go by that anymore. He goes yeah. by Yellow Brick Road. Oh, that's what they call him? Yeah. Mm, not that there's anything. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, number, number one movie in the nation, The Titanic. Love it. That movie sucks. Come on, man. Awful. Celine Dion singing that. I mean, that's great. Come on, <laughs> That's what Rose. you remember, Celine Dion no, singing? I just remember Rose up on the door and not leaving enough room for Jack. She was, she could have shared that door. But easily. She, easily. But she had to have all of that body of hers all over that door. Jack didn't, <laughs> Jack didn't have to be in the water hanging down there. No, they There's both no could have. Yeah. They both could have lived easily. Yes. Yeah. Bad bit by Rose there. Just a bad movie. That movie could have ended an hour and a half before it did. No way. Too long. And with the title like Titanic, you'd think there'd be some tits in there, and <laughs> they got robbed. It's literally in the name. Uh, the very first Grand Theft Auto video game was released that year. And don't know anything about it. Remember, don't play games. GTA 6. GTA 6 and NCAA football, whenever that comes out, it's supposed to be this year. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, we'll ask our EA Insider Wags for some insight on that. Uh, but Grand Theft Auto was released. But yeah, those two games might make me get a new console. I haven't played. I have an Xbox 360. That's the last one I have. It's like 10 to 15 years old. And it's just sitting in a suitcase here. I haven't, I've lived in this apartment for like almost six months now and I haven't touched it yet. And then for Michigan, Tom Brady, of course, the backup quarterback on that uh, last national championship winning team for the Wolverines. Sweet. Yep. Been a long time coming for Michigan, but they, uh, they got it done. They go 15 and 0 and they cap off their perfect season with an asterisk by it. Oh boy. That really hurts Ohio state. You know how bad that hurts them. Oh, that they, hurts that guy. Yeah, it does. Ryan they want now really under pressure now. Bingo. Because that guy, that guy has had some talented teams. Yes, he has. I would argue the team Ohio State had last year was more talented than this year's Michigan team. Wow. Now, Michigan beat Ohio State last year. Uh, Ohio State still got into the playoff. They lost that heartbreaker to Georgia. But like that's to me, that Ohio State team should have won it all with all the talent that they had on that bunch. Um, and then two years ago, they had a bunch of talent too, and they just they couldn't get over the Michigan hump. And uh, yeah, no, it's bad when your biggest rival beats you three years in a row, and they win the national championship. And Ohio State obviously had dominated that rivalry for the ten to fifteen years before Ryan Day took over. Not looking great. In, no, it does not. That hurts. Mm -hmm. All right, Buck. Let's uh, let you hear from our man Tom McKay. Over at AV Consultations, get your maracas ready. It's Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our clients for making the last 25 years both fun and fruitful. For those of you who have not experienced our services yet, we'd like to invite you to give us a try for all of your home electronics needs. We take care of everything from surround sound home theaters and distributed audio to computer networks, home surveillance systems, to a new television in the living room or bedroom. And we come to you. There's no need to leave your home to find great pricing and incomparable service. No traffic, inexperienced sales geeks, or pushy showroom tactics. Just give us a call and we'll visit you at your home or business to take a look at what you really need. Just relax, hug your kids, and smile. We make your electronics and life simpler to manage. So give us a call and discover what over 7,000 families and businesses already have. Audiovisual Consultations is the easiest, most complete way to enjoy today's electronics. 
Call us at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. Good job, dear Tom. Sounding like Harry Belafonte. Back Who? in the day. Harry Belafonte, way too, way, way, way too back for you to stop. Don't even think about it. Like 1800s? No. No, it's not like the place we stayed in, no. <laughs> oh man shout out to av consultations and our guy tom mckay for his great support of us over all of these years and he will hook you up with the home tv setup of your dreams buck say hello to our friends over at sue patrick jay williams and sue patrick since 1975 they got the incredible selection of texas longhorn apparel get ready for the college baseball season just around the corner they got those wonderful baseball caps oh, fitted, yeah. fitted baseball caps i mean for all big heads, small heads, medium-sized heads, they've got them up there. And those are the official ones that the players will be wearing on the field. So get ready for those. Plus, they got all the other gear that you still you want to have. Anything Longhorn, it is there. They got a little holdover from the Sugar Bowl. So go over there and get that. Send it off to your – hey, by the way, your relatives in other places, they'd love to have that Sugar Bowl stuff. Believe me, I know. Mm. I've spent hundreds of dollars sending that away for the holidays for sure. So – Sue Patrick, they'll have everything that you want, man. It's great store. We can't wait to talk to Jay. And, of course, we'll be probably doing a show there soon. Soon enough. I hope so. It is the new year. Love our friends over at Sue Patrick. Shout out to them. And shout out to our friends at Woods Comfort Systems as oh, well. Yeah. About 67 years of providing top quality HVAC services here in Central Texas. They also do plumbing as well. Uh, it's already kind of cold. It's about to get really cold. Yes. If something is wrong with your heater, make sure you reach out to Woods Comfort Systems. They will take care of it. If you need a new heater, they'll make it happen. If you just need repair, they'll make it happen. If you want to make sure that it's working the way that it should work, uh, they'll come by and check it out. Once again, 67 years now going on 68 in Central Texas. They're the best in the business when it comes to HVAC and plumbing woodscomfortsystems.com is the website it's woods comfort systems where comfort is our middle name i'm excited you know i've got my new generator in i'm ready for armageddon or if anything else happens here i've got that all set up but i've got to go over to granger's today you know when i go into you know granger's is the place you go if you really know what you're doing like you get the parts and you put that you put that shit in yourself i don't put anything in but i've got to go over there and i've got to get a pat a a pipe warmer. It's like a, a heating blanket that you put around your pipes. Because I've got a like, big, like a condom or something. What are you talking about? Similar, but but you put it on a big tank, not a medium sized tank. I mean, this thing goes on my my from my well, the pump house, into the main tank that supplies all the water up the hill to my house. Oh, you goes, call it the you call it the pump house? Well, I got a pump house. There is a pump house where it goes before it goes. To my home, it goes to the big tank, through the big tank to the pump house, to the pump house to the house. I mean, I mean, from the well, from the well to the tank, from the tank to the pump house, from the pump house to the house. But some of that stuff is exposed to the elements out there, the pipes outside of it. So I'm going to go get a at Granger's. I'm picking up a uh, like a heating blanket for the outside pipes that you wrap around the pipes. Just keep it warm, not real hot. Just keep it from freezing. We're going to have a couple nights where it's you know below. Uh, 32 and stuff. But dude, uh, it's like a heating blanket. We've had heating blankets before, but I never had a heating blanket cost $400. I'm like, somebody out there tell me that I can get something to wrap my pipes for 
for less than 400. But I'm going. It's too late. I've already ordered it. So I'll be rolling into Granger's. They're going to see me. It's like they see me coming. Let's get $400 from this guy. He doesn't know that he can get one for 160 somewhere. So I'm, I'm, I've, I've tried, you know, I've tried Lowe's. I've tried Home Depot. That's something that wraps outside. You plug it in, in the, in the plug, and it just keeps it kind of warm around there. But I'm going big, 400 But you know what? I can't have that thing freeze up or that'll be hell to pay. Because once again, my wife has to have water to the toilets and to the shower. Women need to do their hair. They don't play that game. They don't play that warm the water up, pour it over my hair. They don't do that. BK. So when you get that special woman, if you're worthy you're staying in a house or apartment, you got to have a generator because if the electricity goes off, they got to do their hair. They don't, they don't do that. My wife doesn't do buckets of water behind the toilet. And she's a farmer. From Some Idaho. wives do. Some wives do that. Nobody wants to do that. No husband wants to do that. But oh, husbands don't care. Thing. The universe is our bathroom. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But there, there's not too many women running out there and leaning up against trees. They don't No, They're not. In, <laughs> so. No, you don't see that as often, do you? No, you don't. Not like you're doing the golf course. The guy's taking a pee behind the car. They just go wherever they can go. Yeah. The women don't do that. They can hold it for hours upon end. Hmm. So I got the I got I'm getting that done today. You could have gone to Amazon and gotten one for half. Don't even that say thing. that. Don't say that. Don't let anybody talk you into that Amazon. It's not. You already see one on Amazon. Tell me you know. Tell me somebody sees one on Amazon. The same one that I'm getting at Granger's for like half the price. I'm sure they're out there. Everything's on Amazon. Everything's on Amazon, and you don't have to leave. It comes right to your door. So like I look, I, I support local business. I still do some in-person shopping, but like I always check Amazon to see if I can get a better deal. If I can get like a great deal on something that's going to prevent me from having to go spend $400 on a freaking blanket, then I'm going to do it. I a got blanket? a blanket. Hey, I'll have that blanket forever. I'll rip it off that tank and bring it in the house if I have uh-huh. to. I'm not. No, I just this. This is what they chose to tell me it costs. We'll see you today, Mr. Godbold, after 1030. Come on down. Bring that credit card. Yeah, they'll happily take your money for sure. Yeah, Uh, so I may, but I may need to, I may need, I may not, instead, I may put the little heater in the pump house, but I may not. So if there's another blankie out there that you see that's an electric blankie, somebody needs to tell me there's one for $60 somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I can go to the medical building. I mean, didn't they used to have heating pads? I remember having a heating pad like on my back when I was a kid. Can I wrap that in burlap and just stick that on the pipes? I bet you I could. Why can't I? You're speaking a foreign language to me right now. I'm sure you could. Come on, you hey, farmers. Tell me what I can do. Can you can just, just put normal normal blankets on there? It's not enough, man. It's going to be cold. It's going to be, we got three straight days of like 22. There's a 22. Have you, are you seeing a 17 in there somewhere? What am I looking Next up? Week? PVC heat blanket? Yes. Yeah, they got they got blankets for less than that, I think. Yeah, I've been trying to look something up that would be very funny, and I've not been able to find it, and it's very frustrating. Sorry for leaving you out there for a little bit. That's all right. Uh, Monday, the low is 20. There's a 30% chance of snow on Monday. Okay, what's Tuesday looking like? The low is 15. Oh, that's back-to-back days. There's not three in a row, though, is there? Yeah, the only person who likes that is Pop Isaacs because he likes 15. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So Monday, Tuesday, is there yeah. a Wednesday involved in that below zero? 24 is 
Not below zero. God, no, 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 no below freezing. Low. Yeah, no, that's the, the good news days. is the good news is on all three of those days, the high is above freezing. You've got a forty-two, a thirty-eight, and a fifty-six as the highs for those three days. Ooh. So we we shouldn't have. Now there could still be a snowmageddon in February. That's usually when we get oh, it. That's around when it happens. Parts. That's when it's that's when it's coming. But I'm yeah, gonna, even I'm though gonna forecast that for you. Yeah, even though we've got three straight days with lows below 32, it oh. it shouldn't cause too. I don't even want to say that. With with the power grid in this state, I I'm going to stop myself before I make any declarations. Remember, we got through the summer with that power grid. It's we not did. the summers that I worry about. It's that it's these it's these freezes that I. Oh, worry. we can handle the summer. Like we're used to it. Summer's been hot here forever, so we know how to deal with that. But these winters are getting colder. Uh, and we're clearly not built to handle it. So everyone knows the whole state shuts down if it gets below 32 degrees, and uh, hopefully we don't have a disaster like that next week or really ever again. Yeah, and plus the pump house would be a great place for me if I have to go stay somewhere because when I get kicked out of here, once my wife gets back and finds out there's something that I used the stove or something, she's going to freak and I'm going to have to have a place to stay. So the pump house, a little sleeping, bl- a little heating blanket. Sounds nice. The pump house. Yeah. I, I, some people call theirs the D factory, but you call yours the pump house. I like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what I was looking for. There's a sign, you know, the billiard factory. You've driven by yes. one of those at some point. There's a, a, a meme. You know how late at night when you've got those lit neon signs, Yes. On the sides of those stores, like some of the lights will start to burn out. As oh, yeah. And there's a picture out there that's hilarious where literally all the first, what, six or seven letters of billiard is burnt out. So it literally just says D factory. That's what I was looking for. My D's nuts. Yeah. You call yours the pump house. I call mine the D factory. And I was hoping wow. to have the accompanying picture with it. And unfortunately, that uh, did not work. Somebody here says at Home Depot you can get an electric heat cable kit for forty-eight fifty. Wrap that tank. Come on now. I don't know if that's exactly what you ordered or exactly what you're looking for, but you're overpaying. I'm going to Home Depot right after this. You know, I can yeah. always cancel that order. You can. They don't can. have. They don't have my. They don't have my card. No, I I do some research beforehand before you uh, make that spend. All right, we'll get to Texas basketball here in a moment. The Longhorns back in action tonight on the road for the first time in conference play and for the first time in the new year. We'll preview that game. But first, Buck, uh, some title odds. Yeah, I know that college football season just ended last night, but we already have 2025 odds for the college football national champion. Care to take a guess on who the Vegas favorite is according to ESPN Bet? Probably the Georgia Bulldogs. Indeed. The Georgia Bulldogs, 17-4 to to win it all next season. They're not going to, but where's Roll Tide ranking that? Number two. Oh, gee. They are 6-1. to Want to guess What other, what other SEC team is in there in the top five? Uh, you've got one other SEC team in the top five. They are tied for fourth, but you want to take a crack at who's number three? Number three, the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes, yep, eight to one. Yep. And you've got a two-way tie for fourth and fifth. Ooh. <clears throat> Not the Wolverines. 
Michigan is one of those teams. Nine to one. Uh, I'm going to say Texas A&M, the Fighting Aggies. No, don't no. think the Aggies are in the top five, but they did are the make Longhorns the in the top. There you go. Your Texas Longhorns tied for fourth. Okay. According to Bet ESPN for your 2025 national championship odds, Texas is nine to one. You've got Oregon, Ole Miss, LSU, Florida State, and Texas A&M rounding out the top 10. That's right. The Aggies have the 10th best odds to win the national championship next season. How do they even get in there? How do they even get in the top 10? I mean, there have been years where I'm like, why the hell is Texas anywhere close to that? Texas A&M being number 10 right now, that's a joke, dude. Where is Where are the Bobcats? Let's Texas, not forget them. Texas State? Yeah. Uh, I'm only seeing about 20 teams on this list, and Texas State is not one of those 20. Yeah, it's probably going to be Ohio State's probably going to be my sleeper. Oh, I don't even oh. have a quarterback. No. Well, they got Will Howard from K-State. Oh, that's right. Yep. He's going to be their guy next year. They got him in the portal a couple of days ago. While Michigan's winning a national championship, Ohio State's resorting to Will Howard to Man. save them. So I go K-State's going with Blondie? Blondie, yep. Avery Johnson. Not that Avery Johnson. Uh, interesting to see Washington 60-1. to 1. It's rare that you see a team that plays for the national championship be that low the following season, but Washington loses everybody. They got a million All those receivers seniors. are gone. Yep, and the quarterback, most importantly, is gone, and uh, a lot of that O-line that just won the Joe Moore Award That's is right. gone, and they're obviously making the move to the Big Ten. By the way, uh, Washington and Michigan play next year. We're doing a lot of Texas-Michigan talk. Uh, they play in Seattle next season, so you'll get a national title rematch because, once again, UW and Michigan are now in the same conference. Wow. So you will see those two teams play again. Well, uh, there's your trip. You've got to go to the Michigan-Texas game, and you got to go to the Michigan-Washington because you haven't been out to that stadium. There are two yeah, trips like right there. That, that's going to be an expensive ticket. If I go to a Washington football game, which, yeah, Husky Stadium – Never been, but on TV, it looks like the most beautiful place in the country. Well, you want to see that, them play Washington State somehow. Yeah. Yeah, they'll still play that game. So maybe the Apple Cup, that'd be a fun one to go yeah. to. But, like, I, you know, usually you go to a game, you want to sit close to the field, right? Best seats possible. That's a game where I, I want the view of the lake, lake, lake or the ocean, whatever the hell it is, and the downtown skyline, which you get if you're, like, oh, sitting you high enough. Top. Yeah, if you're high enough and on a certain side of the field – you get that, like, that's why that place looks so awesome to me because they show that uh, oh, backdrop yeah. on television. and All the boats and stuff. Oh, dude, that looks freaking fantastic. What is that? Is that the ocean? Is that that's the specific a, ocean or is that a lake? That's a lake that's right there that'll lead you out to the to the ocean there. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's, uh, I want to be a part of that right there. So there's your 2025 odds. Texas, 9-1, to one. worth it? Yeah, Put a little uh, coin on that. Sure, a little sprinkle. I mean, that just a, like just a tad bit. That's not a five thousand unit play. I'll tell you that. No, no surprise that Georgia and Bama are the top two. Like that is normal, but also they've got their quarterbacks coming back, right? Like they both uh, had first year quarterbacks this season, so you figured maybe it could be a little bit of a down year. You know, 
Alabama still made the playoff, and Georgia lost just one game. It's funny how that's a down year for them. Also annoying as hell that that's a down you year. You say Joey Freshwater's group's in there, too? Yeah, they're top 10. Ole Miss coming they off. They crush of, it in the portal. They they always – I mean, last year, the last two years, they've been all up in that portal now. They're spending money now. They've got uh, their NIL figured out, and they won 11 games this year, which I think is a school record. So huh. I, I, I can't pick them over Georgia or Alabama. And I think Texas is better than them. Um, now, I did watch them play basketball with Chris Beard's team the other day versus Tennessee. Yeah, the battle of former Texas coaches. Boy, and Tennessee slapped them around with their defense. Wow. Yeah, Ole Miss was undefeated going into that game. Uh, but they, they hadn't played anybody that good. Ken Palm didn't love them that much. And, yeah, Tennessee took them to the woodshed. Man, boy, did they play defense on them. Yeah, Tennessee beat them like, nah. I won't make that joke. That's not a good joke to make. Hey, Texas basketball is back tonight. Before we uh, give a little preview of the Longhorns' second Big 12 game of the year, some more shout-outs to some more sponsors, Buck. Yeah, I love it. How about our good friends over at uh, Covert B Caves? Love the family, for sure. Since 1909, Covert family has been serving Central Texas, cars, trucks, and SUVs. There's Covert Ford and Chevy in Hutto. There's also Lincoln Ford in Austin. But out there in beautiful Bee Cave, they've got Buicks. They've got GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and, of course, Ram. And for more information on the great sales that they'll have in 2024, especially in January, go to covertbeecave.com for sure. While you're there in person, do say hello to Dan Covert. Say hello to Mike. Say hello to Stacy and the whole gang there. Nobody beats a Covert deal. Not now, not ever. And I think they're coming out very soon with their own signature brand of Jeep out at Covert. So that oh. is going to be fantastic. And if you're interesting in that, interested in that, please do say hello to Dan Covert. He'll sell you a car himself. Yes, He's he in that business, and that's what he does. He's the king. Love Dan Covert. Love all the Coverts out there. And love everyone who's a part of Covert Bee Cave. Uh, shout out to Olipop. It's just sitting in my yeah. fridge two days in a row. I meant to go get one before the start of this show, and I didn't. Maybe that's why I'm cranky today. Uh, but I'll be drinking one during the midday program with Trey a little bit later. Love the Olipop. If one of your New Year's resolutions is to be a little healthier, which feels like everyone yeah. has, has a New Year's resolution every year. This one's easy. Working out eight times a week, not easy. Drinking Olipop, easy because it tastes yeah. great. It tastes just like the soda that you love to drink, but it's also good for you. Less than 50 calories in every can. Only two to five grams of sugar in every can. Nine grams of fiber in every can. This stuff will help your digestive health when you drink it. And oh, by the way, I'll say it again. It tastes incredible. Get you some Olipop wherever you buy your groceries. They've got the individual cans, but they've got the four packs and eight packs as well. They've got 12 packs online. We've got a promo code, Texas20. Get you 20% off if you go to drinkolipop.com and buy them online. We usually just tell you all about the stores because that's easy. But if you want to buy in bulk, you can with the website, drinkolipop.com, and uh, Texas20 is that promo code. You type that bad boy in at checkout, you're going to get 20% off your first order over at drinkolipop.com. Shout out to them. Shout, Shout out, out to Top Gun. How about Top Gun? How about our guy Brandon Mars? New location down in Buda. It's it open? open. It's open now? It is open Great. now for you uh, Buda Kyle folks down there, or San Marcos, or South Austin, whatever. Get to the brand new Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. They still have the spot up north in Anderson Square, right by Cover 3. Shout yes. out to Cover 3, one of our new sponsors here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. 
But uh, yeah, Top Gun, if you've got some jobs that you need done, if you're like the buck, don't go to any of those other places. Go to Top Gun. You can rent yes. tools if you need them for a day or two. You can buy tools as well. The biggest selection, great service, great pricing. Topgun.net is the website. If you don't believe me, just check that out and they'll uh, have everything you need right there on line. Yes, when I get my garden ready for the spring and I start canning my veggies and I bring some to the mullet open, I'll put those up there as prizes. <laughs> I can my pickles. Yeah, baby. Wait till I start canning stuff. I can't wait to my next level. You know, I've been been a semi-farmer for a while. My wife grew up as a farmer, farmer's daughter, and now a semi-farmer's wife. I am going to start canning things. I always wanted to learn how to can stuff. You know what I'm saying? But they're not really in cans. They're in jars, you know, like mm. pickle jars and stuff. I'm going to do my tomato sauce. I'm going to get really good at this. You know what I'm saying? Bucks. Bucks tomato sauce. How's that mm. sound? Can't go Bucky's because can't use the word Bucky's anywhere, I don't believe. I ain't touching that with a 10-foot pole, dude. Let me put my special, let me push my special sauces in the sauce, tomato sauce. Yeah, I'm good. I already drank your tadpole water at your house. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not eating Buck's <laughs> secret sauce. No, thank you. Anybody want my sauce? Come on now. Uh, and after hearing the baked potato story, when you say a jar of pickles, I'm wondering what the hell is actually in there. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, it actually pickles? No, 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 no. Uh, code of text line 512-222-9328. Uh, somebody says, Buck, wrap your pipe with D's. Someone no, said, no, you don't want to put D's. It's too cold. Someone says, Bucky needs some heated tape. It's like duct tape with a small current wire running through it. It works great, and it's battery-powered. Potential option for you there. Okay, do they give me a spot that I can get it from? Because I'll do everything I can not to pay this 400 Home Depot. Go to Home Depot. Hell, okay. maybe Top Gun. Yeah, call Brandon. See if Brandon's got something for you. There's a chance he can hook you up. Yeah, I just, uh, I, yeah and I, I generally put a little heater, but I put it under a tarp. And you know what that freaking dog, what that dog would do to that tarp, don't you? Gone. The whole neighborhood would be on fire. It'd be yep. over that. Yeah, the little heater. Little heaters are good. You get those little space heaters you can put out there, and they work for a while, but you get a couple of really hard days out there. That space heater just kind of peters out on you. Plus, it's, it's yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to some, try to the uh, battery thing. I'm going to go over to I didn't really ask at all. Somebody just said they were out of them at, uh, at Home Depot, but I've got the Home Depot here, my local Home Depot down in Dripping. I should go down there and and see if they've got that tape. That sounds interesting. I don't want to pay $400. I really don't want to pay it. It sounds like all I'm going to have to do is wrap that thing around there, and it's going to get done. Saddle up on these. Yeah, another text comes in, and this might be from uh, intern Brock's mom because I know she she does this, but she's like, I can engrave that graphic on a tumbler for you. How about that? One of those water bottles? Nice. One of those? A little holiday I to, gift? I need to drink water. More water. Drink water. <laughs> Just rolling around the city with the saddle up on D's nuts tumbler. Great. That would they'll be sell, they'll sell like mad. Yep. Shout out to everybody tuned in on the app and everyone watching on YouTube this morning. Please like the video if you haven't yet. Give it a thumbs up. It helps the channel grow. Got at 7,100 subscribers now. Thank you all for the continued love. We're doing giveaways on Twitter at TS Unfiltered. If you don't follow, you're missing out. Uh, chance to win. We'll also be giving away a Cover 3 gift card during Chip and Zay later today. But our friends at Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage have hooked us up with a few gift cards for the people. So go follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Instagram 
at Texas Sports Unfiltered because we'll have a giveaway there too. And Buck and I will do some more giveaways on this show. Oh, yeah. We got to give away that moonshine card maybe tomorrow. Let's do that tomorrow. Yeah, we got a gift card to a moonshine patio bar and grill that we'll give to the people. Uh, we're in a giving mood here at the start of Absolutely. the year. And we want to take care of uh, all of you who take care of us by tuning in every day. Bucky, the Longhorn basketball team is back at it tonight. They are on the road in Cincinnati. Oh, that's a good Cincinnati the, team. Playing at, I think that's the fifth, third center is the name of the gym. What? Up there. I think that's a bank, fifth, third bank. And I think their arena, if memory serves, is called the fifth, third center. So, you know, the only Very time unusual. Will, only time Texas will play there, obviously, because this is uh, the only year these two teams will be sharing a conference. Yeah, Cincinnati's off to a pretty good start. They're twelve and two on the year. They were eleven and two in non-conference play, and they didn't beat anybody great. So nobody really thought they were that good. Did they play they, BYU the other day and get beat by BYU? No. They, oh, beat, they BYU. beat BYU. Oh, BYU is a top 15 team. Cincinnati went on the road. Cincinnati was down seven at halftime. It's like, all right, this is kind of what we expected to happen. BYU is really good. And Cincinnati right. has an overinflated record because they haven't played anybody. Uh, Cincinnati went on the road. They dominated that second half and ended up winning by double digits in Provo. So this Bearcats team was picked to finish 11th in the big 12. And well, maybe they've got a little juice to them. And, Texas is a five-and-a-half-point dog. Ooh. The Longhorns were picked to finish third in this league. Cincinnati picked to finish 11th. This felt like one of the more winnable games that Texas had going into conference play. And now all of a sudden, yeah, Texas is an underdog facing 0-2 in the Big 12 directly in the face. Wow. Can't have that. They got to no, bounce they back. That, they got to have that win. Yeah, you lose to Texas Tech at home and then Cincinnati on the road. Tech picked to finish eighth in the league. Cincinnati picked to finish 11th. If you start with back-to-back -back losses to those two. That's a long season. Yeah, it is. And our man CB says it, and I saw this too. There was a bracket released yesterday that didn't have Texas in the tournament field. So uh, this would qualify as a decently quality win for the Longhorns if they can find it tonight. We'll see how Cincinnati ends up playing in this league this year. Um, but yeah, boy, it's, it, it could be a really, really ominous start for Texas if they can't find a win tonight. Cincinnati's got some experience. They've got a kid, CJ Frederick in their lineup. If that name sounds familiar, well, he's been in college forever. He started at Iowa, played there for a few years, then was at Kentucky last year, oh, transferred yeah. to Cincinnati this year. So he's got some experience uh, they've got a big guy, Victor Lockin, big dude. They'll just throw him the ball in the low block. He averages 14 and eight and a half. Uh, very efficient player down low who can stretch the floor a little bit too. Dylan DeSue and Caden Shedrick are going to have their work cut out for him tonight. And yeah, I just, it's not yeah, good. But. You know, we talked about that they needed, they, it would be nice if they could have won, won three of these four. Dude, they need to win this one. Yeah. They got to have this one. Wes Miller, the coach there, he's been at uh, Cincinnati for a couple of years, was at UNC Greensboro for a long time. Mm -hmm. Of course, Texas beat UNC Greensboro a few weeks ago. But Wes Miller is building something there in Cincy. And, uh, yeah, this would be a nice win for them. Texas still ranked. I don't know why. I don't know how the Longhorns are still in the top 25. But the Longhorns are number 25 in the land. If they drop this one tonight, they will be outside uh, next week yes, when the new people comes out. This game. 
is on Big 12 now. So good luck watching that. You have any idea how to find Big 12 now, Buck? No, I do not. Now, then, or whenever, no. Yeah, I think it's a 6.30 tip tonight. Oh, 6 o'clock tip tonight on ESPN Plus and Big 12 now. Watch the Longhorns try to bounce back. They need more from their bigs. They need Dylan to sue in the starting lineup. I'm going to be pissed if I see the lineup tweet from Texas and it still has Brock Cunningham in the first five. That guy needs to come off the bench. DeSue needs to be back in the starting lineup. Shedrick's got to be better. They need Tyrese Hunter to show up tonight. Um, they got to find a win right here. The matchup predictor for ESPN gives Texas a 26% chance to win tonight. I'm going to so, say Aismas is going to take most of the shots. Yeah, that's that's usually how it works <laughs> for Texas. But, uh, yeah, he's he's been the offense for the Longhorns this season. They need him and could hopefully get some defense out of him too. But who knows if that happens. No, I don't think you can. I, think, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that all year. He's just too small. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, limited defensively. Yes. But he does, he does a lot of things well offensively, but – he doesn't bring a whole lot to the table on the no. other end of the floor. So that's just something you're going to have to live with. And like, I don't think Rodney Terry is getting fired after this season. Gigi says Terry might be coaching his last season if he goes 0-2 in conference. Now nah, they're, they're going to give Rodney Terry at least yeah. one more year beyond this one. Um, but people are already asking questions after Saturday. And yeah, if they lose tonight, those questions are going to get louder. Yeah, because there are much more, much better teams that he's about to see here shortly. Oh, yeah. You still have Houston twice. You've got Kansas. Baylor. You've got Baylor twice. Yeah, scary. All right, I see one half of Chaos Theory. Double R is in the building. What's up, gentlemen? How we doing? Doing great, man. Hey, uh, BK, I was uh, when you were talking there about some of the signs being burned out on businesses and all that, I have a very old picture in my phone somewhere. I'll find it so we can post it. Uh, talking about Home Depot, of course. You know how to spell Home Depot. I'm looking at a Home Depot in Round Rock and the M is burned out so you can kind of oh ho depot oh, the ho depot oh. my depot right there off of 35 how about that's that? where i need to be that's what i'm talking about all right y'all have a good show i got speaking of home depot later i'm headed <laughs>